Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. We're live again and uh, here with a starting panel of three here. We have other people who are going to join us later. want to remind people of a few ground rules before we start. Uh, we'll say this again before uh, before the picks begin, but no tipping of picks. Uh, our co-feed here is the NFL Network feed. Uh, that's the one we're working off of, so that's the one our picks will be announced off of. I'll announce them uh, as they go, but, but please, you, if you pick them up on Twitter and other places uh, early, please don't uh, don't Put them in the comments or uh, or otherwise talk about them, and, and we can all enjoy this kind of at the same time. Uh, we asked everybody to come up with a list of eight. I want us to kind of go through how who people want for today, and I think we've got some interesting names here, probably a lot of overlap from what I'm seeing. But we're going to go through these one at a time. So Ravenator, Falele, Woolen, McCollum, and Agbare, uh, Mitch, Micah McFadden, okay, Isaiah Likely, and Eric Zukanma. Zukanma. All right, good group. Uh, got two different names for me. We got a couple of misspellings, or at least one misspelling in there. That's all right. But uh, Tariq Woolen be an interesting pick. Let's keep going on. Top of my board, adjusted for need, Tariq Woolen, Kingsley, and Agbury. So these are in order, I assume, because they should be yeah, going back to corner, etc. That's good. Uh, Falele, Winfrey, McCollum. Robinson. Oh, we're missing a couple here. Maybe there's two more for, for that. Well, he's got them in this next one. Kobe Bryant, Jalen Armour, Davis, Joshua Williams, Braxton Jones, Rashid Walker. And well Damari Mathis. You have, you, you have Braxton Jones ahead of Rashid Walker there too? I do not. I do not. But I like the list. I like the thinking there by Thigh. He's been with us most of the time. That's a, that's a nice job. Okay. Very good. Um, all right. And then Andrew McFarlane, Falele or Walker for first, as they won't last, agree with that. After that, Shakir or Dubs, um, if they're still there, a little high, but they go fast too. Then a tight end cornerback edge, each has several options. Okay, that's true enough. Let's see here. Charles Bowie says it's Winfrey, Walker, Woolen, Zamir White, McCallum, Brandon Smith, 
Shakir, and Falele. All right. You think we can get Falele that late, Charles, if we wait until our one of our later picks in round four? Well, he has Walker early too, so maybe uh maybe that's part of the reason. He wants yeah. Walker first as a priority. And then and then we won't take Falele if we take Walker, right? So Roger Crawford says Falele or well, let's go. McCullum and or Bryant. So you're willing to go to two cornerbacks. But Wazarike, that's one of my guys. I really like him. I don't know if they could really get to him in the fourth round. I think he might be a six. Austin or Ross, Gunter or Durant in a late round. Okay. Thanks for doing this again. Oh, we're welcome. welcome. We're, we're loving this, man. Falele, please. Uh, that'll work. Hello. Charles. Yeah, I want Walker first. All right. Hey, so, Charles. Introducing folks on the on the on the panel here. You all know uh, Jason of Huddle It Up Films. He's been mod- doing a lot of draft analysis and obviously um, handling the big board. So appreciate him coming on and and uh, and sharing his uh, order with us there. Uh, JW is new today. He's he's been on a lot of these draft shows with us before. He's on a lot of uh, individual pods with me uh, on Film Study Shorts. Uh, anybody who wants to do that, by the way, love to have you. Just add another important member here. It's coach. And let me get that off the screen. Charles's comment there. And we can hey, 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 coach. Hey, how do hey, coach. What's up? Trying to figure out what's, what's, what business is for today. All right. So lots uh, of picks. Lots, lots, lots of picks. We've been through a lot of people's top eight. People seem to really wanted to do that. Uh, um, Shrimp Trawler is a good one here. I don't know how much, if in camp, you really get iron sharpening iron. Rookies will play against each other. That's that's a good thing. But there's a lot of brother-in-law playing camp. It's hard to get a real sense of what people are uh, in, in, until the preseason at the very minimum. That's a good point, Cam. I mean, I, I think Prochet in particular would be a big beneficiary of the, the departure of Brown. So he'll see a lot more targets this year in particular, even if they draft another receiver and, and you know, they, they're trying to give him time. I think Prochet is going to get a lot of snaps this year. Uh, Wallace will see more action. We'll see if he evolves into something, you know, more than what he was this last year. Certainly they, they like him as a special teams player. And I think Duvernay, it'll be interesting to see what they do, whether they can evolve him from more than just a gadget guy to be a real receiver. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, with uh, with Duvernay, I think that mm-hmm. that is on him, clearly on him to change his body composition just the slightest to be able to run routes. And we saw a little bit of it last year. He was beating Patrick Sertan, high pick. Uh, we saw him on a couple of slant routes and things like that. But uh, Duvernay is a runaway train, a lot of speed, a lot of power. I think uh, what he does lack is flexibility, and that affects his route running. So uh, whether he can evolve from that or not, I think is on his off-season training program because he certainly has the coaches for it here in Baltimore. All right. And I think Proche is a way better route runner than, than Duvernay. Yep. Duvernay is more of a screen, um, jet sweep type guy. He's he's okay with routes. unless If it's a deep route, yeah, you know, deep posts, uh, nines, uh, corner, something like that, he's good. We're getting in and out of, in and out of um Cuts, that's Prochet and Prochet's both of them are good run yak guys, but Prochet can make people miss. Duvernay just gonna run past people. They're, they're different kind of yak guys. And I really like Prochet start like 
as if the roster was done right now, I really like Proche to be that slot guy over Dubonet. Me too. And I, I like um, Wallace on I, the I, outside. I, oh, go ahead, J-Dub. Sorry about that, buddy. No problem. Um, I have been an advocate uh, throughout last year to have uh, more wide receivers get more targets and spread the ball around more. Um, and um, I mean, this is um, it's it's a tricky situation. Um, it's kind of a, a good news, bad news situation with the loss of Hollywood Brown. Um, I mean, they need they need somebody. But um, like you said, uh, Coach um, Prochet is a zone buster and a uh, uh, a really good route runner and hands like glue and Duvernay um, has that straight line speed uh, and the returnability. And as far as replacing Brown, I think the, uh, the best candidate uh, is going to end up being uh, Wallace um, as uh, lining up at the Z um, because he's familiar with that. And um, he's, um, he's going to be more physical no doubt about that. He's going to be more physical than Hollywood. And um, I like these young receivers overall. And I was a huge Bateman fan. I'm worried about depth because people are going to get hurt. And the Ravens don't have depth now. Yeah, I was, I was going to. I'm glad you said it first, JW. I was, uh, I'm a fan of Wallace on that right side. That's where he played in college. He's used to that spot. He's tough at the catch point. He's not the fastest receiver, but he does threaten you with the go ball because of his body adjustments, his hands, the way he's able to fight. He plays a lot taller than 5'11", in my opinion. So, yes, I, I do think we need to add someone, particularly someone with some straight line speed. But if I had to throw out a uh, lineup tomorrow, I could see Wallace in that uh, in Hollywood spot. Ken, you're on mute, buddy. Thank you. Happens at least once per show. So uh, let's talk about the panelists and the and the top eight guys you guys have, uh, top eight or ten. Uh, go ahead and start us off, Coach. Can't hear you. You're on mute. I honestly have one. I didn't have a chance to um, do that. I just walked in the door. No problem. The only person I'm really thinking about is um, Woolen. That's the only, the only guy that's even on my radar right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm drawn back because I emotionally, I was emotionally involved yesterday in George Pickens, and my uh-huh. feelings were hurt. So I'm just gonna take it as it is right now. <laughs> okay. So Woolen is the only guy. Have to learn how to root against him. How about how about you, Nuggets? You t- um, okay. Well, um, what I did was I took eight players that they aren't necessarily even the my favorite player in general right now, but what I think may be the best fit for the Ravens for what mm-hmm. they're looking for one player for eight different positions is how I did it. So, um, wide receiver, I have Romeo dubs, um, uh, tall, um, fast, uh, Z type, um, gives the, um, uh, the type of receiver that, uh, the Ravens don't necessarily have right now. Uh, mm-hmm. tight end, uh, Charlie Kohler, who, okay. um, I can I can elaborate more on these guys if you want, but um, I think I think just running back right now we're we're running close yeah. to the start of this, and we want to everybody has a pretty good idea who these guys are, and we're going to do a lot more talking as we go through the round. Sure, uh, running back I like Tyler Beatty uh, from Missouri, uh, offensive tackle. Um, I'm a big fan of Matt Willetsko. Uh mm-hmm. Interior offensive line 
Um, I'm cheating a bit. I put down Spencer Burford um, okay. for a particular reason. Edge Dominic Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Edge Dominic Robinson. Linebacker, I like Malcolm Rodriguez in round four. And um, the corner that I'm looking at best is Zion McCollum. Okay, go yeah, ahead, Jason. I'm going to take it much like Nuggets did, and I'm just going to give you one, my top guy at eight different positions. So um, uh, Woolen sticks out to me as number one um, with Coach on that. He's been on my board. Perion Winfrey, the value is just too good at some point. Nagbari at edge, mm -hmm. at tackle, Rasheed Walker. There are a couple of other guys out there. I like either Kennard or Sawyer as that guard tackle kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Kate Otten is my tight end. Uh, you know, the wide receivers, there are a bunch of them. I like the dubs pick because of the speed. Shakir is top on my list, but he is a slot guy. And then Spiller, not sure why he's still on the board or Damian Pierce of Florida if I wanted to take a running back. But chances are, Ken, I'd probably double up at one of those positions before I dip into the running back and just save that for sixth round. Right. That's fair enough. Damian Pierce, I don't, I don't think he'll be there in the sixth round, I wouldn't guess, or or, or the other, but there'll be other running backs, including some small school guys. I'll give you my my eight guys. I, I, I'm not the biggest Walker fan. I, I would take Falele over him uh, and deal with the fact that he probably can't play left tackle. Uh, he, he'd just be a very dominant player, I think, on the right side for us. Perhaps has enough length to use it on the left side. Uh, Kingsley and Agbury on the edge. Uh, I'm going to give you two corners. I, I, my corners would be Woolen and McCollum would be my two. Uh, Isaiah likely, I think, pr provides a little bit more of a receiving threat than some of the others. So I think he might be the guy I take a tight end. He's a little smaller, but I, but I like him. Uh, and I like the same guys that a lot of people like on the inside. I like Kennard and, and Sawyer uh, as guys who could uh, uh, you know, be potential guard tackle uh, players. So right. we got somebody at the podium, Ken. There you go. Number 106. Looks like the blue man group to me. Yeah, this is this yep, right it's here. the blue is... man group. Because they have everything to do with football. All right. Let's see. Can't have Vegas without the blue man group. Come on. <laughs> that's a, that's a, Shrimp Trawler asks a very good question here. Do they use one or more of these picks to reset some value into 2023? They've gotten a lot of value. Honestly, they haven't started to even really address needs for this team other than the defensive uh, tackle pick of uh, of uh, Travis. Travis, uh, Travis Jones, right? Yes, sir. I'm forgetting names here. This is terrible. Um, but they but they've uh, really not addressed some of the key positions so far. So they need a couple corners. They probably need a tight end. They need a left tackle. And still, in my opinion, certainly need one other offensive lineman. Um, I, I I don't think it's obvious that they have a lot of extra extra picks to trade into next year. So I think they'll they'll use them all today. Need a receiver too. I don't think you yeah. say that. So uh, yes, Ken. I think if I had to pick, man, if I had to pick my um, what I would do. I would trade back once to accumulate an extra pick mm -hmm. and I would trade one of the picks we have for a third rounder next year. Uh, usually you get that. Extra oh, sure. Round yeah, I'd love to do that. <clears throat> so if we could trade one of these fourth for a third round pick, I mean, if that team tanks, that could be a, what, you know, eight top 80 pick or something next year. So yeah, trade back in one of these picks, a team that needs one, that way you get two picks and then trade one of those picks for next year. You're back with the nine picks that you have today. 
Okay, just a point to make with in relation to that. In terms in terms of the value between round three and four, the only way they're gonna they're gonna move up to a third for next year would be if they trade one ten. Would you do it to get a third round pick next year, not knowing where the thing was? At one ten, so that's our first pick today. Yep. You don't think we could get it with one nineteen? That makes the uh-uh. that makes the call a little bit tougher, Ken. It honestly, does. If it was a bad team, team I expected to finish uh below 500 be a top 10 pick team then yes but other than that i don't know that, that makes it a little sketchy yeah i think uh, i would have to agree with that good chance to get a fourth and a fifth next year or sorry a, a fifth this year and a fourth next year you could do that uh not sure if you could uh if you could reasonably hope to get back into the third round that would be tough yeah fifth next you know, fifth next year is going to have a value of around 25. Discount that. Maybe you say it's worth um, a little bit under 20. I think you you could probably you could probably get a – sorry, it would be the fifth this year, so it would be worth 25 and then 20 next year. Yeah, you could you could definitely trade in the middle. Like 128 would probably go for a, a five this year and a four next year. There you go. You never know, though, man. I mean – um, you field the calls. You never know if a team's going to get, you know, antsy and sure. be like you're sitting there at, uh, I don't know, one thirty, and somebody's like, "We'll give you a third next year." Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just that kind of uh, draft too. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first ten picks of this draft went uh, kind of to form, and then. All heck broke loose at pick 11, starting at pick 11, and everything just right, blew the, up. Certainly had the unusual early run on wide receivers that, that that was not completely expected, I don't think. And it really preceded the Ravens, who might have wanted to take a wide receiver, knowing what they knew about Marquise Brown already being traded. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I dare to say it's going to be hard to get a Perrion Winfrey, a Kennard, Nagberry, whoever you have, Woolen next year in that fourth round. So I could see a team getting itchy and, and wanting to get back in here. Um, but uh, a lot of good players. I mean, this is an exciting time and an important time. I'm glad that so many fans are in here with us uh, that realize how important these players can be for us. You, you hit on one of them, it's gold. Yeah. I I, I kind of like looking at that cornerback class specifically, Jason. you got some polished guys in there that have played in some big games, not necessarily the highest – skill ceilings here, you know, with Bryant and Josh Job say, but we also got some guys with Tariq Woolen and with Darian Kendrick in particular, who are pure measurables guys. Would you like, would it, would it be reasonable to you guys if they drafted one of each? Yeah, it would, you know, Josh Williams out of Fayetteville state is a guy I really like for his measurables and Kendrick, mm-hmm. man, he bombed the testing, bombed mm-hmm. the testing. Uh, he's a ball Hawk. He's got that experience at Georgia. Uh, if Ken, if Kendrick would have ran into four fours, four five, he would have been gone already uh, with his ball hawking skills. The guy I talked a lot about with Jake Vogel, uh, Georgia guy that got to see him evolve over the years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. You know, give me one polished guy and give me one athlete. That's a great, great strategy. I must be confusing with Kendrick with somebody else because I, I thought Kendrick was a measurable guy. I've got to go look back at my corner list and make sure I'm, I'm I don't have him confused. All right. Yeah. Jalen Arbor Davis, maybe. Woolen is the measurable guy of all measurables. Yeah, he's the, he is. Yes. Yeah. He's the top. Zion McCollum, very good measurables as well. Yeah, no, you're right. Darian Kendrick is just the, the production skills. 
Kate Otten goes first. Right. And he's a guy yeah. that was uh, probably my second tight end. That was my guy. My guy, yeah. Coach. My guy, Ken. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. It happens. It happens. All right. So we know we know there's going to be good names coming off here still in this round. It's a testament to the quality of the round itself. But hopefully there'll be some picks that we didn't expect. And some quarterbacks. I mean, I, some I, damn quarterbacks. I like the tight ends uh, board right now, not just with Otten. But mm-hmm. there, there are a lot of them that Bell, – uh, Bellinger, Chig. You've got – uh, Grant Calcaterra, maybe um, Jake Ferguson, who I'm pretty high on. Um, I love likely there. too, Ken. Isaiah likely, like you said, Isaiah likely could be a very good receiving tight end, like you were talking about, Ken. Mm-hmm. He's I got the size. Polar because, um, I mean, Kolar is the same height as Mark Andrews. He run an identical forty as Mark Andrews. Um, He's an inline tight end that could line up in the slot like Andrews. Willing blocker can improve on his blocking skills like Andrews. It just and you just if he, if he gets picked, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear this guy reminds me of Mark Andrews because of the area in the draft that he was picked and his athletic profile. Got got a specific tight end question here. Where does Chig go? Uh, so that's a conquo from Maryland. Is a fourth rounder too high for him? Uh, how about the end of the fourth round? That's where I'd say. I think a lot of people haven't pegged lower, but I think the last pick of the fourth, I, I wouldn't mind the Ravens doing a little reaching if they haven't got their tight end at that point. I agree with that. Um, he's a different type of tight end, more like an age back, mm-hmm. and I think he would fit as a the perfect third third tight end behind Boyle and uh, Andrews to do some of the um, you know the the dirty work yeah. and still give you some uh, yak. You know, if you have to drop it down to him or uh, uh, He's the the low option in like a flood concept or something like that. It, it's a it's a great point in terms. Do you of think the, it could um, potentially be point. like an H back role? They still need an additional move tight end, at least I think, if they're going to replace what Hayden Hurst did for the team in 2019. Is he was really a move tight end that they would they would uh, stick in the back? They did some of it in 2018 too. Uh, and then they've got they've got guys like Boyle who can do it. They got Ricard who can do it. But they like if they want to play that full house backfield, that diamond backfield. They they showed a little bit in 2019. Then they really need a second tight end who can go. Texans yeah. are going. This is the universal signal for a pick is coming up, and we need to take a take just a moment. Texans select start? Damian Pierce. Are you you're hearing a jingle? Okay. No, the player. Do, 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 do. When did that jingle start? What year did that that's, start? I don't even know. You came up with the that's, idea. That's, I think that might be people entering the the uh, the the chat. So so you're going to hear it a lot during the day. Great player, downhill runner. I think see him as a three down back. You see him entering the end zone without his helmet on right there. You see the vision, the jump cuts. Damian Pierce would have fit right into this room. Uh, I can understand that people may want a different kind of back, a speed back, uh, something like that. But Damian Pierce would fit in perfectly with Gus and uh, and J.K. Uh, as far as the Ravens style of runner. Really like him. If you're looking for somebody in your fantasy draft next year, draft Damian Pierce for the Texans, the lowly Texans. He should be on the field all three downs in some of these blowout games. So a little fantasy nugget in there too. But but I'm a coach about when it comes to Chig. You know, I – 
I, I told said yesterday I wanted more of an Andrews clone for that spot. But I mean, Chig Roman would find a way to use Chig. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So in terms of the speed back, Justice Hill is still on this team. There's a couple of players who are still on this team, and yet people have kind of forgotten about them. Jalen Ferguson, I think, is in that group of hey, the Ravens now need edges, and he's a guy who could who could help them at least to start the season. Justice Hill. Is he a guy now who the Ravens think about keeping around being an outside speed guy uh, that could actually take a significant carry load this year? Certainly came to the Ravens with that. You know, for me, I think that Justice Hill will be around through training camp. He's not going to get cut uh, until they have to. All right. The Browns selection is in here. And Perrion Winfrey goes to Oklahoma. Now, that's sad to see the Browns get that much value at this late pick in the draft. That's a very fine pick for them. Exactly. Highest player on my board. I actually had him all the way up at 37, which wasn't too uncommon. I wasn't going out on a big limb there. Um, You know, I saw him get picked in the 40s a lot. But, yeah, for the Ravens, 37th-ranked player on my board. And uh, I I saw a great practice player. And then, Coach, when he got into the games, I saw him duck his head, lose his eyes a lot. So um, maybe that has to do with uh, how he was viewed by the league. Maybe they went strictly off the tape instead of how he dominated at the senior bowl. Who are you talking about? Perry on Winfrey. Oh, he's been picked? Perry on Winfrey. Just went to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I'm way behind you. Our division rival. So now we got Seattle coming up at 109. What are they going to take? Sorry, not yeah, it's Seattle, right? One hundred nine. So they could certainly take a cornerback from us, or they they possibly could take an edge guy from us, which which would be a Nagbury. That would be annoying because he's the last edge on the on the list. They're not going to take a, a a left tackle, I wouldn't think. But uh, let's see where this goes here. Not after Charles Cross. Yeah, you know, you know, Ken Anagbury uh, seems to fit them because they have that more of a four-three defense, and Anagbury is one of the bigger ends. Right. Uh, so Anagbury, you know, for Ravens fans, he would be your McPhee guy. They took two young. tackles yesterday. Um, Seattle took two tackles. Yesterday. What about quarterback? Mm-hmm. Possibly. When are they going to address quarterback? Are they going with Geno Smith? <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at defense for them. You know, we talked about the tackles, but uh, Nagberry would fit on their defensive line as just their style of player, a four-three player. Um, that's the one I'm most concerned about. You know, you still have two tackles on the board that both of us like in Walker and Falele. Um, so yeah, Boye Mafe went to Seattle. That is okay. Thank you, Thai. Thai's been money all 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 this time. Thank you, buddy. What's What's incredible to me is that Seattle took two offensive tackles already. Mm-hmm. The year, I mean, the year they get rid of Russell Wilson, and they draft Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. That was uh, that was not lost on people I don't, yesterday. I don't, there's a I just, coach has that sign in the back. Um, Help the quarterback. Help the quarterback. Yeah, which quarterback? Right. Yeah, it just Lamar. feels like there's going to be a, a documentary about the fall of the Legion of Boom and the rise of Russ and all that stuff at some point. And our team, so, I get, so not really worried about it. So I guess uh, we have to keep a closer eye on the TV, Ken, and fellas, because 
don't they just flash the picks up now without it being at the microphone on three day day three as it kind of goes faster? I think. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's. I think it might be it three can. minutes per thing. Yeah, so you're gonna have to keep a close eye and on the TV and not zone out for the commercials uh, like we could before. Yeah, and they'll have the last five taken. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're right. So look, everybody's that's everybody's responsibility here. Hopefully, not just mine. I, and by the way, folks, it looks like I might be turning away and not paying attention to these guys. I am listening. I guarantee you. But when I turn over here, that's where my TV is, and that's why I'm I'm uh, I'm doing that. Could have that's fine. Here. I'm right over here. Coach, I love your guy, Sawyer. He would fit perfect, brother. He would fit perfect. You're talking about a guy that would be better than any guard we have on the team, save Kevin Zeitler from day one. And you're talking about a guy who has SEC tackle experience held up very well for those Georgia Bulldogs. So if you're looking for someone to compliment Ronnie Stanley and or uh, take over uh, at the guard spot for Kevin Zeitler when he leaves, uh, a lot of options. I like Sawyer's versatility and his chops, Coach. Woolen sticking out like a sore thumb as well. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind either one of those. Wouldn't mind either one. That definitely guys. takes Sawyer. Definitely. Woolen. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you take a flyer on him in round four for for the traits alone, but um, he certainly does seem raw to me. Uh lack of experience and uh hey you never know i mean i hey, was yeah wrong about odafe owe i was flat wrong about odafe owe so and uh i tried to learn from my mistakes like i did with marlon humphrey <laughs> that was like where did they take Marlon humphrey they got plenty of corners yeah right a lot of that yesterday too we're uh you know, need and value. It's it's just uh, it's it's really nice to see the Ravens have a, a great value draft. But in a year with all these needs, it's it is a little frustrating too. Here we go. Seahawks pick. Kobe Bryant is off. Ah, uh, Garnett. Wherefore out there, Garnett? Kobe baked beans, Bryant, because he's good with or without the sauce. I had to say it for you, G. <laughs> <laughs> we must protect Garnett at all costs, fellas. We must protect him at all costs. All right, he, Ravens are on the clock. So who do we think it is? It's going to come up pretty quick here, so let's uh, let's just call it uh, out. Zion McCollum. Okay, so my guess is going to be a Nagbari. Okay, that's that's my guess. But my preference That's would a good be guess. my preference would be either him, Walker, Woolen, Sawyer. If I get one of those four guys, I am ecstatic right here. I guess I'm going to say that that because of the sparsity of Edge, I think it's Edge here and and I Bray. I think um, I don't think I don't think anybody else really makes sense. They've got a couple left tackle options that could still be their guy. They got a couple guard tackle options that could still work at their next pick. But if they don't take the edge now, he's not, he's not going to be there at 119. Coach, you see it the same way where edges are running out? Go ahead and get one now. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. I think I think we, we're lacking at cornerback worse, worse than we are at edge. This is my two cents. Okay. Because I, 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 got, I got more faith in, um, in uh, Hayes than a lot of people do. So Tariq Woolen is your guy here? Yes, sir. All right. Or or uh, mess his name up, Salier, Sal mm -hmm. Salier, Salier. Either way, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Hopefully we're lucky enough to hear him at a press conference at Baltimore coach and we'll get it right. Pick his in. Now, if Ian Rappaport is to be believed. Oops, I'll hold that. No, up. sorry. It's, it's, they're, they're not at the podium. Go ahead, please. If, um, if Ian Rappaport is to be believed, then uh, um, Ojabo could be back in October. And if he isn't back in, if he is back in October, first off, that's a phenomenal pick. Secondly, much less of a need throughout the year at edge. Who's this call? Okay. I don't yeah, know, but he looks like he's ready. Everybody's lots of golf claps. Carl Silverman, Ravens season ticket holder. Okay, so this is something of PSL. And the pick is oh, uh-oh. Daniel Falele comes to the Ravens. A huge body here. Very exciting. Six eight three eighty four. And Ken, I've been waiting three days to do this because I didn't want to jinx us picking him. But you got to double up on the ah. It's fa'alele, fa'alele. <laughs> not, not kidding there. Fa'alele. So uh, didn't want to didn't want to correct you for no reason there, Ken. But double up on the ah, my friend. Fa'alele. All right, I'll try and get that right. Uh... <laughs> you remember Chris Fumatu Ma'afala? It's like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? What I liked about him uh, was that his mirror was actually decent for a man his size. It's, it's a, you know you expect it to be terrible. Um, what is it? What? It says right on the television, Orlando Brown Jr. Now, is the comp? <laughs> a lot of other places if you say this. I don't know. It's, it's, like it was. <laughs> it was listed like a trait. Like his trait mm-hmm. is Orlando Brown Jr. He has the Orlando Brown Jr. trait. That's <laughs> amusing to me. Be, be kind of fun if he uh, – uh, oh, wow, he's the heaviest player in NFL history if if his pro day weight holds up. But Trent Brown was 380? That's a little surprising. So I want to talk about his, I have, his feet. I find it hard to believe that Mount Cody wasn't. Go, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. I want to talk about his feet, his footwork, and how light on his feet he is. Uh, something that stood out to me, something that stood out to a lot of Ravens analysts, a lot of clips posted on Twitter about how this guy is the definition of a dancing bear. He's not heavy-footed. Yeah. Uh, he can actually move a little bit and turn and seal somebody while he's engaged. Would be a great trait for a right tackle, as you said, Ken. Maybe he can hold up at left tackle. Not sure, but uh, you know, a high upside pick, somebody that could be the right tackle of the future as Morgan Moses is, uh, you know, here for what, a two-year deal in, in, in essence. Uh, I believe it's just two years. So somebody that could sit, learn, get used to the speed of the game and has all the physical traits, get him in a nutrition program, get him in battle shape, and he could pay off. Okay, so the next pick is to get the Jets. It's Max Mitchell. By the way, now I like the Falele pick, a Fa'alele pick even better because he uh, uh, certainly was higher on my board than Max Mitchell. Uh, go, going back to Fa'alele for a moment, uh, there's a little bit too much patty cake in his game as a blocker right now. He's definitely not a, any kind of advanced hand usage, and I wouldn't expect it from a guy who's been playing the game this long, but but that's a thing which is an enormous area for improvement. So if he can still be all Big Ten despite really not having effective hand usage at all, uh, you know, that's that's something that can really improve and, and should at the pro level. Uh, I, I agree with you in terms of uh, his ability to turn a player, torque them, uh, you know, as he goes. Also, the Ravens system, extremely forgiving, as we know, to right tackles 
uh, when they have down blocks and a player like Fano Lely, I would not want to be the biggest. I would not want to be Jordan Davis and take a hit from Fano Lely on the side while I was getting straight blocked by Kevin Zeitler. That's a that's a that's a tough double uh, to for anybody to try and take. Uh, we'll see if he can go up half a level and really be an effective sealer. I, I would say the things we've seen with his feet as a pass blocker would tell me he probably can. Uh, I, I just we need to see we probably need to see more of that more of that at the pro level in terms of how easily he's able to engage that that um, defensive tackle and disengage to to get up the half level he needs to. But it's a very forgiving system. Go ahead. Oop. No, I was going to say it's your. I was doing you. Thank doing you. you solid there. Daniel Bellinger goes uh, at 112. A lot of people liked him uh, much higher in the tight ends than I did, but still, that's that seems to be a pretty good pick. Me too, Ken. He can block. He stood out to me in the at the combine. Actually, I was telling this story. He was, of course, his name starts with B, so he was up there first. And they were having problems with the blocking sled, and it was all off balance, too heavy, that kind of thing. And nobody can move it. They were toppling it over. Bellinger was so low, so perfect in those drills with his hands placement. He was the only one that made it look good. They had to actually reset the sled for everybody else, but it didn't bother bother Mm -hmm. Bellinger. So cool little story. Another San Diego State guys. They're building a nice program out there running the ball. Got some questions coming up on the Fa'alele pick that we probably ought to answer here. Uh, I'm going to say no on this. Ronnie Stanley is tied to the Ravens through 2023 at a minimum. Uh, and, And I don't think if Ronnie Stanley can play, first of all, if Ronnie Stanley can't play, he's not a trade ship at all. Let's let's face facts on that. If Ronnie Stanley can mm-hmm. play, I don't think the Ravens want to let him go at all. I think they, they want to keep him. If Ronnie and, Stanley, uh, yeah, if Ronnie Stanley can play and he's back to close to Ronnie Stanley form, he's a bargain on today's right. market. Yeah. Well, and not only that, uh, you know, the salary does have something to do, a lot to do with how you can move someone. So, uh, you know, if you're even though he's a bargain right now, it's still a lot of money for a team to take on for somebody who hasn't been on the field. So, I I, I think more maybe more importantly with the Faolili pick and something I mentioned yesterday that they they have him and and if this is a big deal, they had to youthify that position to have Moses and James and Stanley and then McCary is your young guy who's obviously you know in year five right now, right? Your your four year five, whichever it is. Uh, and you know, he just didn't have anybody young at the position, certainly nobody they can count on. And, and, uh, uh, it makes all kinds of sense for, uh, for them to have file lately there now. So I, I am up to the point where I'm surprised that, Oh my God, was... that's ugly. <laughs> hey, Kuiper's been wrong a lot. He's been right a lot. So like the rest of does have a, a similar problem that Villanueva did. And that is he, he, he can lose the leverage battle. Mm-hmm. Loses the leverage battle. <laughs> no, he, he can lose together. the leverage battle. Yeah. I mean, he um, he did not have a particularly good senior bowl week, in my opinion. Um, yeah. he got, a lot of guys got into him and got him off, and he looked surprisingly not as strong as was expected. So there's work to be done um, yeah, from the belly button up. There's work to be done. I had a question for Coach, actually. Well, you, Coach, you want to take the Isfalele starting by the end of this year question, Coach? Um, Isfalele starting by the end of the year? No. Uh, reason, unless injury happens. I think Moses um, and McCarry, not McCarry, yeah, McCarry would start off with that, that right tackle position. But barring injury, I think he'll be a project. 
And so, Mike, oh, go ahead, sorry. Ken. I was just no. going to ask Coach, uh, these senior bowl drills, uh, it's something I wanted to ask Coach about just from a coaching perspective. They seem to me made for the defensive linemen. And I watch these a lot, and I'll actually get positives out of an offensive lineman, even though he might get beat, quote unquote, on the rep, because there's no trash around him. I mean, the defensive lineman doesn't have any assignment to keep. He can go anywhere he wants. He can hit him with any move. It's mm -hmm. an opponent he's unfamiliar with. All these factors add up. There's no fatigue. Um, so would you agree with that, that those drills are set up for the defensive guys and you shouldn't read too much into O-linemen getting beat on those one-on-ones? I agree that they are set up for um, defensive guys to win. But uh, past situations, those are what you get. You're going to get a speed guy with his you know, third and long, third and eight, third and nine. That's what you're going to get. So in that aspect, that it's set up for the defense to win and it's really an advantage. But those are some real situations because, so, you know, say if it's first and 10, that defense mm -hmm. being, can't come off the ball like that because he got to play run first. But then there are situations where he can just rev his motor and go. So are they the end all be all? No, but they do have some relevance into real football. Though. Thank you very much. Because my what I've been doing, can we have another pickup? I'm sorry. We're going to be going fast Percy, today. Percy Butler is Louisiana goes to the commanders. Uh, that's a, you know, a safety going is a, is definitely a positive thing for the Ravens here in the fourth round. Yeah. I had him at number 170 on my board was on my radar, but at the end, anyway, I the it's a good, good for the Ravens. Kind of a reach for the commanders then. Do you, you're saying. Maybe do you Louisiana, have any safeties paid. left on your board, uh, Jason? I, like um, I in the next, Stay 30 picks? Uh, no. And I had safety as a lower need to begin with, but part of that is just the talent. Uh, it's either you get one that can play free safety. The one guy I would look at is uh, Tyson, Tyson Anderson. Uh, I believe he's another Baylor guy. Uh, and actually, I'm not even going to say that, but Tyson Anderson is a, uh, a nice height, weight, speed guy. And a guy that I did not like compared to the, uh, the uh, consensus is Verone McKinley out of Oregon. I just didn't see it with him. Right. There's two safeties that I like. Um, uh, Bubba Bolden from Miami, but not right. But maybe in fifth or sixth, not for us. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, what's the kid from FAMU? Oh, shoot. I watched him play all season and I can't think of his name. Uh, Marquise Bell from FAMU. Got another safety off the board at 114, Dane Belton of Iowa. Mm -hmm. hmm. Try hard guy, special teams guy. Uh, there is another safety that I think we could take, but it would just be for special teams. I want to say his first name is Wanya or something like that. Thomas. Wanya Thomas uh, from um, from Georgia Tech, from Niceville, Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, a, an absolute demon on special teams, Gunner. I mean, it's everywhere in his reports. And if you can watch him, watch one game, I mean, he is unbelievable in that role. So if the Ravens want to take a special teams guy, that would be the only way I see us with a safety smoke Monday, a lot of popular favorites for his name also on my list. But do we really draft? Um, yeah. What, what I'm saying is not for no. the Ravens to pick, but for safeties to come off the board, you know, right. uh, during this, during this period. And we just had two safeties come off the board that none of us said. Mm -hmm. Let's see if another safety goes here to the Broncos at one fifteen. And they take cornerback Damari Mathis of Pittsburgh. Uh, definitely on the cornerback radar, but I, I'm not sure if this is a guy that the, the Ravens would have drafted. I, he's he's a speed guy. So got, some, got some questionable picks going here. Hmm. What, what do you think about Damari Mathis being a slot guy? Or do you think he's purely on the outside, Jason? 
I think that that's a pure projection, Ken. Pure projection. And when I say that, that means I don't have a good feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ev- ev- everything's a uh, is a projection. So I add the word pure when I'm saying I don't feel it, Ken. I'm not feeling it. All right, All right. fair enough. Yeah, that's a good one. See honorable mention. Cleveland and Falele, two huge men on the left side, perhaps at some point. <laughs> well, Cleveland yeah, is who right. I want to yeah. see at right guard. That, that's a lot of take over for Zeitler. Cleveland is who that I want to see at right guard. Take over for Zeitler. I think that's what he's where he's supposed to be. Um, but we have Zeitler. And Troy, so not a, not a problem yet. And we, I just we, wanted to say Detroit too. Good feet on both of those guys. Don't sleep on Ben Cleveland's path setting and his uh, ability to stay in phase, man. Like those are two guys, big guys with good feet, good eyes. I, one of the really nice things about Cleveland that I liked last year was his ability to uh, process during pass blocking and, yeah. and go from that double team on the center over with the center, sorry, to, to help the left tackle. Uh, or actually when he was at Georgia, we did it a lot from on the right side. But, uh, but yeah, he was, he was terrific. And I see some of that with file Lele too, Ken. So mm-hmm. all that, all those points wrapped together for Troy, you and I, um, big men, good eyes, decent feet in position. Well, file Lele with the leverage issues as uh, have been, have been uh, well-documented though. I mean, he got ran over by Jesse Lucado. Senior bowl a couple of times. Um, it's turned Lucado into a goes, really interesting, eclectic kind of offensive line group, hasn't it? I mean, you got Linderbaum, and Philele on the same offensive mm-hmm. line, two like polar opposite kind of people. And Cleveland and Zeitler, and uh, those are <laughs> uh, different in terms of highly technical and highly power. And I will say that I do like it because out of all the picks we could have made to help the quarterback, I mean, I like Walker better, but mm-hmm. coaches signed in the back, help the quarterback. That's exactly what we did with the Philele pick. Um, you know, the receivers here, uh, you know, to be frank, aren't impactful day one starters. You better maybe better off getting a free agent at this point uh, off the street. Uh, there are plenty of sure available. They can run routes and do what you want. Get a speed guy later, maybe a Romeo Dubs. I know JW likes him a lot. Um, but, yeah, we're building that wall. Yeah, I can't believe it either. We're building that wall in front of Lamar. Hey, Coach, can you do me I got a favor? four receivers right now. Oops, sorry. Let's, let's get you into the upper right of your box there because I keep covering you with a comment and I don't want to do that. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just I, I don't know if it's just showing up on coach's screen. Do you guys see the boxes in the same order as Ken JW Jason coach in clockwise? Mm-hmm. Yeah Ken, I was going to offer something for coach. Uh, I'm gonna try to leave and then come back and maybe I'll pop up in a different box. I might pop up in coach's box since he was the last one here. And that'll save Coach from having to mess with his camera. Okay, that that might work. All right, see you guys in one moment here. Uh, leave studio. And six people were just picked. Yeah. Oh, Alec is here. Alec, hey how you doing, buddy? Good. Just want to make Great a little to- guest appearance and say that I'm really excited about the Flaylay pick. Yep, us too. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to you guys, so uh, really good stuff so far. Are you gonna are you gonna be hanging with us for the Ravens' next pick at least? Uh, are we on the clock? For four four picks for now. Four picks. I'll try to. Yeah. Okay. 
So this is this is a if your wife says so. <laughs> hey, or, or just go to the Riverwalk. I've been listening one year to you guys the whole time, okay. and I was like, I got to hop on. They're they're going right. to the bathroom now, so I was like, let's uh, okay. let's see how everyone's doing. This is kind of a sad. An interior rusher who has some juice here, uh, a Wazarike out of Iowa State, just taken by the Broncos at one sixteen. I liked him. Uh, not sure. Not Good sure that for I, them. Yeah, I'm a little bit behind. Sorry. I'm with Coach. So we're thinking McCollum next. Behind on the feed. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I like McCollum. Uh... They like Woolen. I'm fine with either. Woolen. There are a number of corners. I mean, I like Armor Davis. There's three Castro Fields is on the board. Um, a lot of guys. All right, we have a new uh, offensive coordinator for the Ravens here, although I love this idea. Thank you. <laughs> Why is Flaley down blocking? Shouldn't Flaley be in the backfield on this play? And you have Moses on the field, and you might as well get all your, your... – Two RB set, Tyree Phillips and Daniel Flaley carrying the rock. That, the the group they put on the field for the fourth and two at Seattle is one of the coolest ever. I love to see that kind of a unit go out there. Tell you what, they're not all going to be sharing a uh, golf cart this uh, this spring in, during training camp. That thing will have a flat tire. Uh, try to <laughs> trick around Falele and Cleveland and Greg. Yeah, the, the sad thing is there's a there's a bunch of people here, and I'm wearing my Haloti not at Jersey Day, but but who are too young to still remember how effective the Ravens were running. Uh, a seven-man line that included Haloti Nada in goal line plays and how often they were able to convert those to touchdowns. And uh, Nada himself, unbelievable blocker. I mean, he's great penetrating lineman and whatnot. We love we loved that about him, but unbelievable blocker. Sure, I think he's a Hall of Famer. All-around athlete. That's another, that's another debate, but I think he's the Hall yeah. of Famer. I think he compares to Dan Hampton. And I remember those. I remember those sets. Willis McGay, he ran the stretch very effectively there. Had great vision in terms of finding the finding the proper cutback lane. Not that there weren't about four of them on most plays, but. Uh. Hey, Ken, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. Our Travis Jones pick yesterday. It was third round, correct? Third round, number 76. 76. Okay, that's what I wanted. Thank you. It's my favorite pick of this draft. Loved it, it, loved it, loved it. I have been I, – I was banging the Travis Jones drum, man. If not Jordan Davis, get Travis. There's so few defensive tackles that I really liked. Mm-hmm. So, so, Danny, you can go to uh, my Twitter page, Huddle It Up Films. There's a link to the big board there. Um, and also, I believe I put it on my last YouTube video. If not, I'll do that right now. Um, a link on Huddle It Up Films YouTube. But uh, – you have Twitter, go ahead and go there, Danny. Oh, uh, you got a fan, Alec. Somebody enjoyed watching you ride in a car. I switched after I got off. We switched and I was driving the rest of the way. But actually, I just found a TV that has the, the draft coverage going. So I just caught up on everyone's picks. So, so who are you looking for, Alec? I want a corner here. I think it's. Uh, you should get one now before it's too late, so to speak. Um, 
So I think that that's kind of where I'm seeing it. Um, I have to agree that yeah, the two I, best looking rooms right now for me, positionally wise, is cornerback and tight end. Yeah, I would say you probably can wait a little longer on tight end. It looks like so. Maybe wait on that one. Lots of lots of agreement on going corner next. This is the tougher question. Which receiver would you guys pick? There are four receivers that I would consider right now, and Dubs is who I chose because I think he fleshes out the wide receiver best. Um, but uh, I think Calvin Austin has a chance to be special. And somebody's whoever drafts him, if he goes to the right team, could get a steal. It's just the Ravens have a lot of shorter guys already, you know. Yeah. Um, Khalil Shakir, I'm a very big fan of. Okay, we can pick his in here and, for the oh, Jets no. at 117. Defensive end Michael Clemens. So another guy who, you know, a, a, a big edge, maybe a kick inside guy like Suggs. Uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, certainly an interesting player. Yeah, I liked his play demeanor a lot, Coach. Uh, I liked his aggressiveness. The way he used his length I thought was very good. Uh, you see him with the one arm right there, long arm. But uh, lacks explosion. You know, a lot of things that you could say about a lot of NFL players that end up making it. Just not a very toolsy, toolsy player, but has the strength and has some technique. And uh, those are guys that I can get excited about. He, he just missed my day three value column. He was one of the first people in the gray section there. Uh, I like Nagbari better. But uh, Michael Clemens, Jets, made a nice pick there, I believe. That's not a reach to me. Chances okay, of Enakbari so playing five tech. All right, we've got a trade in right ahead of the Ravens here. This is always bad news, but Minnesota trades yeah. in. Of course. I guess they need a corner, don't they? Yeah. That was yeah. one of their needs. Corner or an edge? Corner, probably. Yeah. Corner and edge, right. Mm. <laughs> Hate to see it. I think, I think my money be on uh, a lot of times again. people, a lot of times people jump ahead of the Ravens and um, think they're picking who the Ravens want, but they don't. <laughs> I have a hunch ADC based plays off the, game. Yeah, based off what they said, I think they were going to go Hamilton regardless of the Eagles' move. Mm -hmm. So that is what I hear as well. I had Hamilton rated higher than Davis. Yep. I mean, they I think always if Hamilton say it, but I... gone. Then they, they, always, they always say it, but I tend to believe it. Uh, you know, just talking with Ken <clears throat> yesterday about how Hamilton fits. I mean, you think Jordan Davis opens up things for your defense. Hamilton does that uh, times two. So I, I love that pick. Due to getting Travis Jones later? Yeah. I mean, I would rather have Hamilton and Jones than uh, Davis and whichever safety. Okay. Vikings picks in for the Vikings at 118. This is the last obstacle, and it is nice. A Caleb Evans, a cornerback from Missouri, good player, made so my corner, list. Corner, but definitely yeah. outside aircraft carrier size, there, Jason. Yeah, that good corner, made my list. I, I just like McCollum uh, better than him, and uh. You know, I had him in a different tier than and, uh, McCollum and, and Woolen, of course, is just six, sticking out like a sore thumb. McCollum is 6'2", so he's got that height, too. Mm -hmm. I like him in that he's more polished. 
than even though he did play at the FCS level, um, he uh, he played against North Dakota. I mean, Sam Houston State is a top FCS program. So he was playing like North Dakota State and such like that, um, seeing Christian Watson aside across from him and, and things like that. And um, I think he's more polished than Mullen is and has a lot of athletic traits, which is why I would rate him. Mullen was a receiver not long ago. Woolen was a receiver. Right. I wouldn't complain with Woolen. So I, I agree with you. I would. I wasn't um like saying trying to go back and forth. I was just throwing that bit of information out there. Woolen hasn't only been playing what maybe three years, if three. Mm-hmm. He came to UTSA as a receiver. Okay, picks in mm-hmm. for the Ravens. I I'm, I think I'm hoping for McCullum over at an Agbury here. I just I think there's. There's got to be a reason why he hasn't gone yet, frankly. Mm-hmm. So maybe a lot of people think he's not as adaptable to to being a three four outside linebacker. Uh, we'll see. So this is number two. Well, we out think of six. offensive line is done, right? They've, I would think they're so. They're done with offensive linemen. They they do have. It's not I mean, not great. Yeah. I mean, I I like Dominique Robinson still. Was he taken? I don't think so. No, he's still on the board. Had three spots on the interior offensive line that I would consider as open this year in terms of of people because I don't even think Tyree Phillips has a job secured at this point. Uh, you know, it's, and, and Cologne doesn't. Um, Powers, you could add him to the list. I, 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 he was the other one. The Powers is probably going to be cut just just for salary purposes. And again, so. just I like Justice Hill. Yeah, there's a delay on you, JW. So that's I think that's why you keep uh, you keep getting like crossed up when when you speak there. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah I, there, I there's expect, a bit of one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I expect uh, you know guys like Justice Hill, Powers, Phillips, all to be in training camp for injuries purposes. I don't see a ton of trade value for any of them. I don't think you would just trade them just to trade them. Uh, you save those guys. You see where the ball, where the injuries fall, and uh, how people are performing in training camp. Uh, same with Jalen Ferguson. All these guys on the last year of their deal. It's not you're not going to clear a ton of cap. You're not going to get anything valuable for them in a trade. They're just going to be on the team. So I see that question a lot as far as how do we clear cap space? You're not going to do it by cutting Ferguson, Hill, Powers, etc. I mean, minimal savings. Right, Cologne is is potentially has a tiny bit of trade value. And when I say that, you know, maybe they get a an unconditional seventh or a conditional sixth and unconditional seventh for him kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, because he's a third year player. Uh, so, so somebody may say, hey, we can we can do that for. Him. I mean, Ben Bredesen, you know, was was traded for what a fourth or mm-hmm. a yeah. fourth for a fifth kind of deal. It's just unbelievable. In fact, we may be I'm- using one of those picks right now, Ken, uh, for the Bredesen <laughs> trade. Fun fact, uh, Kyle Hamilton has a sleep number of 75. Sleep number? Oh, mm-hmm. sleep number bad? According to the commercial. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, according to the commercial I just saw. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, I, we have a sleep number bed, and, and I'm a 99 all the way. I need a hard mattress. Okay, here we go. This looks like this. Is this guy get to make all six picks in this round? No, it's a different one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the Ravens pick is Jalen Armour Davis of Alabama. So a cornerback is addressed for the first time. Like it. Not my top guy, but pretty close. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, why not? Uh, Jalen Armour Davis, good guy. I don't pretend to know everything. Had him in my top 100 at uh, 96 Alabama corner. You know, we like those uh, those guys. And, um, you know, obviously he gets to go against top competition, so not going to be scared of uh, his competition in training camp. So you can, do, you can do a lot worse than that. I'm glad we addressed cornerback. Uh, would like to see his measurables again if anybody has them up. Yeah, I'm bringing them up right now. Just give me a second. Uh, okay, so did did Combine and the Pro Day, uh, 439.40 at the Combine. Uh, three cone is unimpressive at 726. That's really lousy for a corner, I'll tell you that. Um, vertical jump is a little unimpressive for a corner also at 36 and a half. Um, arm length is a little short. Uh, I think he's he's – you know, primarily they're drafting him for speed. He's six feet, five-eighths of an inch and 194, probably an outside guy. And with that three-cone number, he's got to be an outside guy. He's not a slot. So it looks right. like if he's if he's going to be on the field, he'll be on the outside and, and Humphrey will be in the slot again. Um, or Steve, yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, He doesn't have a heck of a lot of experience. He's another one that has a lot of uh, – uh, room to grow and i think he may be another positional convert if i remember correctly um and uh he i guess is reminiscent of anthony abert which was taken in the same round by the same college uh, hopefully he's as good as anthony that would be that would definitely be a big win at this point in the draft you know, and I think it's important for fans, if you follow the draft long enough, you'll find that oftentimes they will take a, a Brandon Stevens or a, a Ben Mason or somebody that you're not familiar with, you're not looking at. And that's okay. You can hold your breath on those picks. We have another pick coming in soon. So mm -hmm. I'll save the second part of my point here. Okay. Brandon Smith off the board. Now there is a measurables guy that mm -hmm. theory inside linebacker. I think he's more of a chess piece player. You move around, you maybe uh, use in press. Uh, he's a guy you can use in press on a very big tight end because he's got extraordinary length. I looked at him on my inside linebacker group and he, he can only make the honorable mentions because he's just a guy that, that doesn't exactly fit that position. What do you think, Jason? I thought his instincts were poor for an inside linebacker. I, I like him as a chess piece for that reason, Ken. Uh, he had plenty of chances at Penn State, and especially with his uh, measurables, to make a difference there and did not progress. Uh, so he's a young man with a, a ton of production. He had nine tackles for a loss last year, shooting gaps. But you're going to have a lot of problems if you're asking him to read gaps, take on blocks, that kind of thing. Um, and to finish my point from earlier, you know, you do this long enough, the Ravens are going to pick guys that you, you, you barely study. Um, so you have to – like. When I'm looking at our picks right now, we have picked one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Six guys I all had in my top 100. Um, so for me, I'm delighted with that draft. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, I wanted Pickens. Sure, I didn't want Linderbaum. I wanted to go somewhere else. You know, I've had my bugaboos about this draft as much as anybody else. But we're looking at getting a lot of value in this draft. Go ahead, Ken. All See right. Another, another cornerback off the board, Jack Jones of Arizona State. Uh at number 121 to the Patriots. Guy that did not make my list, Patriots. but very well could have. Yes, uh, 
you know, he's got physical skills. Uh, I think he has some issues that he has to work out. Uh, not going to go into much of that. Yeah, but, it, uh, he seemed lost at times to me. Um, he's very small. 5'11", 177, and 452 speed. The Patriots dismissed, like, like who they like. <laughs> dismissed from USC in 2018 is what I was what I was trying to get at for uh we stepped oh, okay. in there. But yeah, he uh you know when we talk about look lost on the field, yeah, he has some stuff, but USC kicked him off the team. So uh I didn't see that as a good fit, especially with all the other talented corners and Ken read off a four five five guy. So um also uh, you know the Ravens don't have a great record of turning around bad attitude players. Tim Williams came here. There were complaints about him at the time. That's part of the reason why he drops so far. And, and, you know, if, if Harbaugh can't work with you, he just, he just is ready to cut you pretty quickly. Uh, he's not all his choice. You know, they probably kept him along long, around longer than I wanted, but I could just imagine he was in Takasa's office or in that case, Newsom's office uh, pretty often to get rid of Tim Williams. Okay, the Raiders pick is in. All right, they're gonna, they'll do that when we come back from commercial. Coach, you haven't said too much. What's up with you, buddy? Again, uh, I was hurt yesterday, and so I'm trying not to – I don't want to get my hopes up that we're going to get something that I feel like we need, and I'm trying to stay even keel. I'm trying to be the quarterback today. I'm trying to All right. not get too high, not get too low. I'm just trying to stay in that zone. You go. And, when, when, and I don't want to, like, because I know the other other guys have more. They saw more guys than me, so I don't want to blurt out something that I really don't know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna stick with the guys that I've really watched and that I know a little bit about, and then drop in there. How about I'm sorry you had a bad day yesterday, Coach? Hmm. I, I'm a. My background is offense. I'm. A, I've been an offensive coach for 19 years, and mm-hmm. I think I have a general idea of what it needs to go whether it be my level or this level and i don't think they're giving us what we need to make this offense go but that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. so we'll what kind of rec- what kind of receiver would you like to add coach treats wise or uh style wise or anything uh what type out of what's left or just like just perfect in scenario perfect perfect scenario give me what you think uh aside from a super excuse me aside from a, a superstar what kind uh, based, of guy? Based off the the roster, we need a tall guy that can um help with the jump balls. I w- I would say tall and fast, but you know at this point that's those guys are pretty much gone. You're probably gonna get either a fast guy or a tall guy now. Um, you just need a, a variety of receivers to do different things because you got the guy that can do a little bit of everything in baby. Yes, he can, do, he can he can he can be a speed guy. He can be underneath guy. He can be a possession guy. He can do a, all of that pretty good. So now y'all think you need burners to keep the defense in too high. Because if you, we allow teams to play a single high, they're going to stop our run no matter how creative Roman gets. So you got to have a burner out there to keep the defense high. And you have a burner in Duvernay, but I don't really see him running deep reps. Prochet's your underneath slot Wes Welker type-ish dude, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm cool with that. But we just – we need – I think we need a, a big receiver and a burner to – and, and even though I'm, I'm I'm complaining about and saying we need receivers, I'm saying this to help the run out, mm-hmm. to give the run space to to operate. That's why I'm saying this because if you can if you can keep them into people in too high and make them defend you down the field, 
your run game is gonna open up. What about what about if a tight need, end? Go ahead, JW. Um, if you need a big, slow uh, receiver to help with jump balls, that's Justin Ross. He didn't say gotta be slow, but he don't have to be. I, I do agree with you, Justin Ross. What were you gonna say, Ken? Um, I forget. Tight end. Honestly, tight end. He was. He was. Ken was going to ask the same thing. I. I was going to. So can you? Can you? Can you replace a receiver with a tight end? I think you can. I think you can. But the guy that I think that would help you in that situation is gone right now. Everybody else, I think, is going to be tight ends that are traditional side to tackle tight ends. Not. Not really. You can flex them out. You could flex out. Um, my guy from Virginia. Um. Jelani Woods, Woods, you know, and Woods played a know, lot of Woods played a lot of his games in the slot. That was there wasn't a lot of times he was beside the tackle. There are a couple of guys that I think could flex out still. JW's guy, Kolar, uh, mm-hmm. big target, long armed guy. Uh, he is a his hands. The ball just disappears in his hands. He would be that uh, back shoulder fade, red zone, tall type receiver, and also a guy who was a former. You know, first round, second round, last second round hype behind Jalen Weidermeyer, another guy who tested terribly. Uh, mm-hmm. His hands is his big issue. Uh, some drops for Weidermeyer, but he is more of a, a receiver coach than a uh, than a tight end. Both yeah, of those guys might be in. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Weidermeyer. I, I forget about him. Isaiah Likely as well. Um, yes, has some receiver. Pretty solid receiving skills, and he's not a, really a blocker, so. But I'm with Coach. It would like to be nice to actually get a wide receiver who can do that. <laughs> Is our boy on gone? Well, I mean, I, I said Dubs. He went early. I was just saying. Um, that's why I said Dubs. Yes, Alec. I don't know. He was he was for, selected. No, 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 he was yeah he selected earlier. That's what I was gonna say. He was actually the first pick today, Alec. We have a running ball back off the board there, Ken. Don't know if you saw it. Zamir White out of Georgia. Very good. Number 122. And maybe one like reason they didn't pick up that fifth year option on um on uh Jacobs. Jacobs, yeah. That surprised yeah. me. That legitimately surprised me. You know what? I see a lot of similarities in their game coach, just the ability to fight for yards, power back. Uh Jacobs was a little more skilled as far as his uh his wiggle and his, his initial move, but mm-hmm. I could see I could see Zamir White playing. I think he got underrated because he was overshadowed by James Cook in that offense. Um, but man, he had an injury and came back and ran pretty quickly uh, in his forty time. So uh, that was impressive. Really, a uh, incredible that three first round draft picks and zero fifth year options. Right for the Maylock Farrell draft. Colin Farrell, Colleen Farrell, have you say it? Jacobs and. Who's the other guy? I think uh, it was Abram. Second year, Abram, yeah. Arnett. Abram, Arnett. No, sorry. Arnett was the following year. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the scuttlebutt is that in round one, they went with the people Gruden wanted. And then Mayock took over after round one. And it's funny how their picks got a lot better after round one. Well, the, the feral, I mean, it's, it was a strong coach system. So I understand that that might be the case, but the, but the mishandling of the feral pick is so legendary. You can't even, you can't even discuss it, but you, it was, it was so uneconomical in terms of being a guy who could have been had at 13, 15, 18, probably, but let's say 13. 
14. You trade down 10 spots. That's an enormous pickup in draft capital. And they couldn't afford not to do it. And I know that uh, Mayock said he tried and tried to trade down. Tr- lose the trade. There's somebody who'll take who will do it if you if you do 70% of the JJ value, probably the Ravens might might you know make that kind of a move if they had to, or certainly other teams would. And uh, you know, you, you go ahead and lose the trade if you need to. But uh, that was such an uneconomical pick, it was ridiculous. And now to have him not get the fifth year option, it's a it's kind of a double gut punch on that. Mm-hmm. Chargers are up. So the Ravens are about four or five picks away. And then they get, then they pick, pick once off pick, and then they pick again. So this is the meat of it. Okay. Isaiah Spiller off the board, another running back. Great pick for the chargers. I believe at this stage in the draft, I had a second round grade on Spiller. Um, You know, I didn't account for need in there. He's not a guy I would have taken for the Ravens in the second round, but take nothing away from this guy. As far as his ability to read a defense, he fits in any kind of scheme, I believe. A good mix of power, great third down back, pass pro, the whole nine. He is one of those complete backs, and I put him in the same category as um, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker as a guy that you could take in the second round and nobody would bat an eye. So I love that pick for the Chargers, a great compliment to Austin Eckler. Got to tell you, I watched a completely different player, and this is the second time I think this has happened in terms of, of a player. I did have him 10th on my list of running backs. Uh, significant tread wear on him with 615 touches in three years. He has a good solid reception total with 74 in three years, but only one receiving TD. That's not the kind of elusiveness that I like to see from a from a running back who's who's uh, you know he does it means he's not Darren Sproles at least to, to, to me in that in that sense. Uh, his size is good for NFL durability. Uh, I saw a couple of nice pass blocks against Mississippi State. It wasn't enough for me to say I loved him as a as a pass blocker. There didn't run the forty. His his play speed on tape is not particularly exceptional. Just I would say it is he, he doesn't burst off the screen at at, at me. Uh, and he had really lousy explosiveness numbers. Uh, now that doesn't necessarily mean that much, but it does impact some things where when it's going to be breaking tackles and whatnot, you want to have that. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The Browns oh, just took a kicker. A kicker's off the board. Woohoo, Cleveland, Cade York. No, sorry, Ken. I just that huh. was just too much. The Cade York yeah. pick was too much uh, for me. I had to put a the kicker up there for Ariza. But. Uh, but Ken, you know that that's the beauty of the draft. The beauty of the draft. Who knows what I like? I want to know what game Ken watched. He, I think he told me in there, by the way. And then I want to tell yeah. Ken what game I watched. If he was a Raven, not now, sure. I don't really care. Mississippi but, State for me. And then trade him off and see if that changes our opinions. But uh, it's the beauty of the draft, man. Like I love when people disagree with my sure. assessments. It's just I, it tickles me pink, uh, you know, when somebody like Coach or yourself, who I trust so much, you know. But I tell you what, uh, it would mean a lot Cleveland to me. Cleveland that took him. Okay, it would mean a Sorry. lot to me if it was uh, a Ravens pick. But given right. it's Isaiah Spiller and he was tenth on my board, I don't really have an interest right. in looking at another game. I will if you want me to, if you just want no. to do it as an experiment. But. No, I was just giving it given an example. Like if it was a Ravens game and we disagreed that much, I would want to do that with you and trade. Some, somebody's trade, making trade. this pick from Christ the Redeemer in yeah, in, in Rio. Hey, shout out to all our Brazilian fans out there. Thank you for your support on Film Study and my channel. Yeah. Outstanding stuff. We've got a lot of fans down there. The Dolphin selection is fun fact: Christ the Redeemer is of soapstone. 
Okay. Eric Ezukanma. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct from Texas Tech, the wide receiver. Uh, got one of the taller wide receivers still left in this draft. Yeah, my analysis on him is not very much. So uh, I'll leave it to anybody else who has watched him, but I didn't see the measurables. He wasn't on my initial list. I see a guy with speed and, uh, you know, I, I didn't think much of him when I just uh, read over him, but he's not one of the players I studied. Okay, I'm going to read off his pro day results because he doesn't have everything from the combine, but but he's 455 on the 40 in his pro day. And, you know, that can be the that could be the number that gets inflated in terms of its quality. Uh, 36 and a half inch vertical, 10 bench reps, a 723 cone. Uh, there is not a lot to love here. Uh, 10 and a half feet on the broad jump. You like that? Uh, but uh, I'm, I, they obviously see something. Uh, NFL draft scout rates him as the 31st best wide receiver in the class. So I'll give you an idea. We are, we are getting, we had a record number of receivers taken on the first two days with 17. That's the record all the time of the common draft, uh, which seems it, it actually kind of surprised me when, when I saw that, but uh, never had it more. So Ken, um, was he six, one, six, two, something yeah, like that. Six, one and seven, eight. So he's not, he's six, one, not fast, uh, not quick. Um, Useless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking I, at I, these I, highlights <laughs> and he looks kind of plotting. I mean, he's running away from people, but he's, I don't know what the competition is. It looks like he's a little plotting there. So I can't wait for the post-draft and to hear stories on players like Darian Kennard, Nag Berry, Rasheed Walker, Tyron yeah. Woolen, Jamari Sawyer, all these guys that, I mean, consensus from your Jeremiah's and Schrager's, the guys with the agent contacts, all the way down to like your PFF guys, uh, the numbers guys. Uh, the guys who do mock drafts for a living. I mean, these were consensus type players somewhere in day one, day two, or day two, rather, not day one, uh, second and third round picks. And here they are, you know, getting picked over for guys like Ken just mentioned. Yeah, the, the two shockers to me are Kennard, who I think would be a great right guard. I mean, he's, he's, sure, he's a tackle in college, but I think a, a great right guard has all the traits, the length that I want, a, a, a very positive. And Sawyer, who's played everywhere. Um, I'm really, I, Rashid Walker. I hated myself for taking him in some mock drafts because I just didn't like him as much as I, I know you did, Jason. Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm I'm very surprised that those two guys are still out there. And I mean, Woolen, Ken, when you run 22 miles an hour with your helmet on and a <laughs> GPS tracker, I mean, geez, there's got to be a guy like Coach out there just screaming to get that guy in his secondary. Give me that guy. I can work with him. He's 6'2". He's running 22 miles an hour. Coach wants him on offense. He's going to put him at wide receiver. Right. It used to be yeah. ours. Hey, we might need him. Just, just run deep. We might throw it to you. We may not. <laughs> okay. So, pick is in for the for Las Vegas. It's Neil Farrell. Definitely not a pick, I would think, that that uh, competes with the Ravens' needs at all. So that's a good one. I agree. And, I, you know, my favorite run stuffer, nose tackle in the draft, is still available. And that was John Ridgeway, a uh, small school guy that transferred to Arkansas and Yep. Just jump up in competition did not bug him at all. So, um, yeah, I don't feel like the Ravens will add a nose tackle. I, you know, I, I, I think that uh, Travis Jones has got them covered, plus the depth guys that played pretty well last year. I think, uh, uh, what is it, Mac and McKenzie, uh, you know, didn't notice too terrible of a drop off when they got in there. They did well. So, 
if we're going to add a defensive lineman, I would expect it to be more of a three tech, wouldn't you guys say? Or we're pretty much done with defensive linemen. No, five tech, not not a three, a three five versatile. But the but the, the mm-hmm. yeah, the, I, I'm with you, JW. That that um, uh, right now, the, the one of the issues with the Ravens is that Matabike, who's their best young lineman, is not so great that he couldn't be replaced. But he also plays the the most common size and shape pool for defensive linemen, the three tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, getting a tall guy at uh, at five tech would be uh, would be nice, you know, to, to to slip in after Campbell is done. Do you get the Good sense, idea. by the way, that Campbell's deal is a one year deal or a two year deal? It's a two year deal, obviously, in terms of what it is. One, I agree, Coach. Yeah, I'm with you. He, I think he's an insurance. He's an insurance to to coach, mentor, play that at last be that fourth quarter guy and the playoff guy. Yes. Right. Yes. Now limit his lim, limit his workload. Allow him to eat when it's time. Well said. Uh, you know, I like him over the nose too, uh, you know, on passing downs. Those young still guys a lot to handle. Won't they probably had him tight buttholes in those clutch situations and you throw Calais in there and let him handle the clutch cuz the pressure won't bother. There you go. Man, I mean, he he almost single-handedly won. What was it? The the Indianapolis game, other than the Justin Tucker thing. But I mean, yep. the sack, the back-to-back, the sack and the blocked field goal. Okay, so He's New England like, just picked at number one twenty-seven. They took Pierre Strong, uh, a running back. So that's definitely you know positive, I think, for the Ravens. And the Ravens are on the clock at one twenty-eight here, and at, and at one thirty. So. Let's start at 128. Who do you guys think it is? Go ahead, guys. Anakbari gives you the five tech. Anakbari gives you the five tech, in my some opinion. Interior, some interior pass rush with him as well. I'd go with Anakbari too here. I think uh, edge and receiver, either you know, at either one pick because they're so close together. Right. And with the receiver, like I said, dubs. Shakir, Melton, Austin, if they want the jump ball guy, Ross. So I'm going to wait for next pick to take the receiver because there are more than one I like. Um, You know, Nagberry and uh, Sawyer at some point is just too good of a football player to have out there, man. Like, Can you afford to take a third lineman, Jason? You know, I don't know. I don't know, Ken. Um you know, be a, that's a great question. He's just he just sticks out to me on this board. Him and Woolen. There well, are the backup left spots. tackle because it's still not Faalele, right? I mean, who's who's the backup tackle right now? I mean, they're not going to. I don't. I doubt they draft another tackle. Um, but but Moses probably even if they drafted Sullier would be the guy. So uh, at least I, I would think so. Uh, okay. Okay. The pick is in. And they're still on coverage here, so we should be going to the podium in just a second. They didn't trade it, so they didn't didn't reset any value of this pick. And it just came Charlie up. Kolar, tight end. Okay, that's a good one. Certainly one of the tight ends. You liked him, JW. What did you like about him? I'll bring up my notes. Um, he has a lot of the same traits that Mark Andrews does. I'm not going to say he's going to be Mark Andrews. That's kind of that that's going too far, but he can be a poor man's Mark Andrews. And um, I am concerned about uh, Nick Boyle ever being effective again. I'm concerned about that's that. Fair. 
So I think this could very well end up being your tight end too, with Project Pat in effect being your blocking tight end. So tight end was a position where I actually put a a pick number because there's so many in the fourth round where I would feel that it's good to take this guy since the Ravens had so many picks in this range. And my number on Kolar was 135. But if they could get him for 135, uh, that would be okay. So getting him at 128 is is probably not a bad reach. The problem is I liked Likely better and I like Ferguson better. And uh, I guess with Kolar, they're getting a, a different type of player as well. And uh, you're probably right when you look at Boyle and you say, uh, we got a plan for the future. You know, I'm going to pick at JW just a little bit on this. Um, I do not see Kolar as a Mark Andrews type. Not not close. Um, he's six six and a half, and uh, he plays like he's six six and a half. Two fifty two. He's a little bit thinner than Andrews. Arms thirty four and a half inch arms. That six six and a half works against him tremendously when he's trying to block. Uh, I don't see him as a uh, as a as a as a wide tight end. I know he was asked to do some of that at uh, Iowa State, but um, he's very tall, very long. Big hands, the ball disappears in his hands, like I said. He's more of a receiver to me, and uh, that's what I was saying when uh, Coach and I were talking where you asked the, the, the uh, question to Coach. I see a receiving tight end, and that's about it. Um, but a very good one. The only tight end I had higher on, on the board was Likely, and uh, I agree with you, Ken. I had him in that he was number 114 on my board, so he would have been a guy I was looking at later this round next round. So the value is, is decent. You know what I mean? It's decent. If you mm-hmm. want to grab a tight end right now, um, not bad player. I think he's got high receiving upside uh, and I'm not as big one as blocking as JW. Decent. Well, my pick. note here is he's a willing blocker. He needs improvement, but at least he's willing to try. That's my note. You know, there, you know, there's, there's, there was something about him that I, I like, what he could bring to the table in level two as a blocker. So if you, if you, if he's run a route and you have a run player, he's a, you know, part of a play action and, and, and it's, it's a, or it's an option play and he, and he runs, I think he's a guy who can really help you there uh, in terms of, of uh, keeping his feet. Uh, generally speaking, tight ends, a little quicker, a little bit better. Three cone are going to be better than offensive linemen who tend to get very lungy in space. And it's one of the things, even good offensive linemen end up getting lungy in space and, uh, and you don't mm-hmm. like it, and it, it takes a it takes someone with a little bit of a little bit of a dance move in them, like a like a Boykin, to be a good blocker in level two and three, and keep their Absolutely. feet regularly. I have, Absolutely, I, I have a was... go ahead, buddy. Um, you freeze. Sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I have a note here. Um, like he, he, I try to, I try to uh, put weight towards. Um, games against for competition, better programs, trying to find matchups against other NFL caliber players, and he had a pretty good game against Baylor, um, which features a lot of NFL caliber secondary players. Okay, so uh, Ken, can I, uh, we have another pick in, if you want yep. to go ahead and announce that. Jake, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin goes to Dallas on the very next pick. There you go. So we got our guy ahead of Dallas. Take that, Dallas. Take that, Dallas. That's a payback from uh, uh, Travis Frederick um, and uh, Des Bryant and uh, somebody else I'm thinking of. But uh, but uh, but yeah, I wanted to wanted to go and just go to our commenters for a second, Ken, if I could. Sure. Um, it looks like there's a lot of love for the Charlie Kolar pick. Looks like uh, 
the the are the people in this room like it. Uh, Charles Davis on NFL Network apparently loves it. Uh, slot tight end, wide receiver tight end hybrid. He's he's being described in the comments. And uh, there was also uh, some some questions. Do we need insurance if Derek Wolf can't make it back? So that's going back to that defensive tackle uh, question on the three five tech. Yeah. yeah. Um, how yeah. does that factor in, guys? In my opinion, they're already factoring for Wolf not to play. He, he'll stay on the team this year because there's no there's no value to cutting him. But he might literally be on IR the whole year. Uh, he, they might not even try to sneak him onto uh, you can come back IR, meaning they have to get him onto the roster for that and cut somebody else. So we'll see how we'll see how it plays out with Wolf. I, I think there's probably better than a fifty percent chance he never plays again. Um, Wolf at three tech. I don't think it's a problem because they have Matabike and they have Washington. Uh, mm -hmm. Wolf at five tech, there is a problem because they have Campbell and I don't know. Well, the five so tech position it, does not have many snaps in the NFL anymore because it's you, you don't play a five tech. Uh, actually, that's not true because the Ravens play some jumbo nickel, but they but they still don't play that much between base and jumbo nickel. They don't play that much in total. Uh, to, to get a lot of five tech snaps created. You got, they play oh, we got more jumbo punter. nickel now. Oh my God. This is really going to shock people. A, a punter Stout, right? Ravens, and it's Jordan Stout. It's not, it's not Ariza. How did I guess there that? There you go. <laughs> there you well, go, Ken. Jordan That's Stout. very surprising. <laughs> well, he was my number two punter out of like three. Let me let me ask a question. Yep. Have we picked a wide receiver yet? You know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, if by Ch Charlie Coolar, then 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 yes. But uh, but but otherwise no. There's a number of tackle eligible possibilities with Falele as of a Falele, I suppose. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to lately. It's a wide receiver. I think, I think it's too soon for jokes. I'm guessing from from coach's reaction to that. Ooh, I'm with him. I'm with coach on that. You know, it's part of the reason that I was down on the Linderbaum pick is that man. You know, Linderbaum's going to be a good player, maybe a great player, but uh, you know, I like some of these centers that are going day two, day three, and I didn't like the receivers that were going day two, day three. So. Um, you know, you get a Jahan Dotson and a uh, Dylan Parham. You know that would have that would have really changed uh, the need need base of this team. But yeah, we're gonna have to go out and sign somebody now. Um, yeah. Some good cornerback information here. Good comments from people having a good discussion. We want to kind of get to here. You guys, agree with that? McCollum in the slot. Yeah, I think he has the physical he can play skills. Slot. To uh, you know, my only problem with that is that we have a lot of big in our secondary, a ton of big, uh, and no quick, no small, no quick small specialists. So, um, you know, th that's a that's, that's a tough call. But yeah, I wanted somebody that can match up or complement Brandon Stevens or Hamilton or Chuck Clark or uh, you know a Kayvon Seymour. I. I 
hope they don't. I hope to not see Seymour on the field. I, I'm thinking this. I, I was trying to phrase it in a way that wasn't completely <laughs> insulting, but Seymour is you know didn't get it done last year, and I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense for the Ravens. If 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 he's truly on their in their cornerback room when the year starts, that'd be pretty bad. There you go. Probably means injuries again. Probably. Um, so is the talks about Debo to Baltimore, are they dead? I, I don't think it ever made sense from a money perspective. I mean, pick up a huge contract like that and you, you're going to need to sign Lamar Jackson, even if you could rearrange the pieces to, to, you know, cut people and, and, uh, and get him signed. I just, it, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of, of, you know, Paying an enormous amount of money for a player like that, and and having to trade in addition. There you go. Hassan Haskins comes off the board. Another running back to Tennessee. Another running back to Tennessee. I need to take a quick break, guys. I'll be right back. Hit the um, hit the comments, one of y'all, please. This punter pick is Ben Mason equivalent pick. <laughs> Whoever said it, I'm with you. <laughs> they, I yeah, they could have gotten that guy in round six. I think uh, that. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's a lot of wide receiver talk here, and it's it's justified. I mean. Where's the friggin' wide receiver? I have a feeling EDC loves another wide receiver. We had no idea existed. Uh, all valid thoughts. And, you know, yesterday I brought up the, uh, you know, I, I think Adele Beckham Jr. fits here. I really don't. I really do. I have no idea if uh, if that's on the one, if he himself is on the table. But I have a feeling a free agent wide receiver, uh, somebody Ravens had been in talk with after this draft and a deal will be announced soon um, because, like coach said, there's no reason to not address the receiver. If you knew Hollywood was going to be traded, they probably had somebody lined up and said, Hey, if we can't get one of these eight receivers, including Pickens, then we're going to go ahead and sign you. And Romeo dubs comes off the board for to the green Bay Packers. So yet another receiver. Uh, and I believe that was JW's top fit for us. I liked him as well. So yet another He's wide receiver goes here. For Green Bay, he's also a fit for Green Bay, uh, who drafted Christian Watson earlier, and they like the taller guys there. Um, as far as the free agent wide receiver, um, there are there are a lot of people on the RSR board who would. Um, crap a brick if uh, OBJ uh, was signed by the Ravens. <laughs> um, I think that they could leverage his animosity towards Cleveland and be able to play them twice a year, um, at least for a little while before he gets uh, upset about something. But uh, more likely, you're probably looking at Julio Jones or Jarvis Landry. So I'm seeing in the comments now, trying to keep up with the comments. Why aren't you guys answering questions? Why aren't you guys answering questions? I don't see a lot of questions, guys. So 
Um, you know, Cook, one of the questions I see, Cook probably going to retire soon. Um, you know, I, I think that that's probably on the table unless they uh, red short Jordan Stout. And as a matter of fact, another punter has just come off, our guy Jake Vogel's guy, Jake Camarada from Georgia. Hmm. So uh, our guy Ariza, not even the top punter, not even the second punter. Shocker. That really yeah. shocks me. Generational leg. So I'm, I'm scrolling for your questions. Trade for Debo. I think we've addressed that. Um, how much do we save if we cut Cook? I believe it's about a million and a half uh, after you replace him. I will tell you in a second. I think his overall number is like two and a half. But, of course, you got to replace that player. So what do you think about this comment? Andrew McFarlane says, doesn't think DaCosta thinks we still need an edge. It could be. Like I said, I mentioned um, my kid, the kid from Notre Dame, on top of Bowser, on top of Pressure Daddy, uh, on top of Ojabo Late. Um, it, maybe, maybe not. You know, at this point, it's 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 really about where they think the weakest position group is, and that, trying to add somebody to that room for competition. So, corner, corner, wide receiver, ahead of edge in your mind right now. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Hey, J- uh, J- 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 value at receiver left. JW, go ahead. Um, I think it has everything to do when with when they expect Bowser and Ojabu to come back. And um, Achilles surgeries are people are coming back faster than ever from Achilles surgeries. Eric DaCosta himself has recovered from an Achilles surgery, and he stated that he was running after about three and a half months it seems to me that he is optimistic about both of them playing the majority of the season if not all the season i think that's very optimistic i did could be misguided but i think that's where their mindset is you know suggs did return in five months from things spencer burford gets picked by the way okay that's definitely a name that had been mentioned as a potential tackle uh but probably in my mind goes to guard in the nfl uh, had the, the guy who did the show with me, Jake Ellenbogen, I really liked him and he was, uh, he was up there on his tackles. I don't remember seven or something pretty, pretty high. So for the quick question, his cap hit this year is 3.1, uh, million, uh, by cutting him, we would save 2.1 million, but of course you have to replace him. So by cutting cook, it's on, only going to, uh, basically 1.5. clear up. Yeah, there you go. So it's not saving much. It'd be more of a uh, move to the future. They they must love uh, Jordan Stout uh, and think that he's the question for the next uh, fifteen years. And if the, if they if they have him, obviously they have four years of very cheap play. It's not just not just one year of cap savings. It's several years of cap savings on on your punter there because uh, you got to pay Cook a vet amount. Uh, plus plus Cook makes more than the min, vet men. Go, Go ahead, ahead, JW. Stout had a stupid long punt during the senior bowl, something like 85 yards. Hmm. If I remember correctly, um, I, he's somebody I, I know about from Penn state. Um, a little surprised that he went ahead of Ariza, but that could come down to how comfortable he is as a placeholder for, uh, the kicking God. So question from Sebastian Beza. Uh, what do you think of the Travis Jones pick? I watched the live stream yesterday, but you guys didn't talk about him much after the selection. 
I, I liked him probably a little bit less than Jason uh, because I thought they could trade down from 45 to get him, but I was shocked that he was available at 76. Uh, so I thought maybe 50, 55, they could have him. Jason, you had him ranked higher than anybody. Tell us what you loved about him that really made it worthwhile. Sure. I mean, he was the third ranked interior defensive lineman I had behind Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. And what I love about him is I don't think he is strictly a nose tackle. I think he's a three tech. I think he can play nose. Uh, He's big enough, strong enough. But when you watch his hand technique and the way he's able to walk people back, extend with those long arms, uh, a man that has size and some mobility, Uh, I think that he is the kind of interior pass rusher that will get you three to five sacks a year. And it may not sound like much, but three to five sacks from a D tackle position is like your eight to 10 sacks from an outside linebacker. Uh, So interior rush, great against the run. I just think he's an awesome football player. And uh, I think teams valued him low, seeing him as a run stuffer. I don't think he's just a run stuffer. I think he is more than that for this team. Physical freak. I, I am a little bit down, Jason, relative to you on the NT slash three versatility. I just don't find that as useful to the Ravens. Yes, uh, Brandon Williams could do it, for example, but uh, it's just not that valuable to be able to move to three. That's usually a place where you want a dominating penetrator and a, and a you know a, a player who can help you in other ways. Anyway, I, I, I dominate one on one player. Let's put it that way. Uh, I just I, with Travis Jones, I, I'm looking at him as a nose. Uh, he's got a 733 three cone, which is amazing for a big man, 492-40. Lots of things he does well. The thing I love most about him, he played 53 snaps per game in 2021. If you know about interior defensive linemen, how they get rotated, that's a remarkable snap quantity for him. Uh, I think he will benefit from an NFL workload. So when you see Joshua Williams comes off the board, by the way, to Kansas City. Yeah. Ugly one for you. Yeah, I just love them. I mean, Fayetteville State, so you don't know what you got, but I thought he could have been a slot corner, another big slot with some quickness there. Um, yeah, I liked him. I, I did. 6'3". Yeah, That's a big, big slot. Big slot, man, yeah. 4'5 guy, but I, I think he, he's quicker than his testing numbers indicate uh, as far as that lateral agility. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just liked them, and it hurts seeing them go to the Chiefs. I don't like players that I personally like going to the, the rival <laughs> teams, you know. Just, got, just to finish off, too. Go ahead, Ken, on Travis yeah. Jones. Yeah, just to finish off on, on Travis Jones uh, really quickly. Um, if a guy who has that high a snap count, who, go, who moderates to an NFL workload, probably is going to improve his pass rush. And so yes. he, that was already something where Travis Jones was on the verge, on the you know, the verge of being pretty good at it. He had four and a half sacks, I think, last year. Uh, definitely could be somebody who who. Uh, is able to maintain that level at the pro level because we'd expect his pass rush not to be as good there, but with a, with a slightly lower workload. Ravens, extremely rotational. They do a great job of managing snap count on the interior. I listened yeah, to so, this morning that said he played 70% of their snaps. That's so right. Sounds about right. Position. <laughs> so 330 pounds, we'll just call it. He may be in season. 330 mm-hmm. pounds playing 70% of the snaps and playing just as well in the fourth quarter as he was in the first quarter. Uh, again, that's why I see him as a three tech that can, that'll get you three to five uh, sacks a game in the Ravens system. Just a player that, that I loved and, and really, okay. If you don't believe in his pass rush, like I do, and you say, well, we got a Brandon Williams type player uh, at pick 76. 
uh, with maybe great. a little bit, little bit, right. It's, it's not a terrible pick, no matter how you look at it, but I, I love the upside of the Travis Jones pick. I would, I would say at this point, uh, other than Hamilton, probably my favorite pick. Cordell Volson from North Dakota state. Now that's a football factory, um, uh, is off the board to the Bengals at 136. too bad. I don't want to see them, you know, have a reliable offensive line. But uh, he's he's on a lot of boards. He wasn't in he wasn't anywhere near my top ten. I'm sorry, JW had a point. Sorry. I freaking love the Travis Jones pick. I love it. That was like I was talking to people. Who's the one guy that I want? Like regardless of round, and I said Travis Jones in round two, please. And they got him in round three, and I. Uh, am ecstatic about that. I am with Jason in that I certainly believe he can play three tech. Um, if need be, I think, I mean, there's going to be some Ravens fans that are going to roll their eyes with the, uh, when they see Michael Pierce and Travis Jones on the field at the same time, mm-hmm. but he can dominate one-on-one. He really can dominate one-on-one. He forces double teams against him. And the workload you were talking about that he had, he, he, he started out as a guard and uh, switched over to the defensive line at Connecticut. And he was like the only guy on their defense. I mean, everybody was game planning against him and um, he has improved tremendously from the beginning of that year, all the way through until uh, the senior bowl. And he had dropped 30 pounds. And uh, when I saw him at the senior bowl, and I graded the senior bowl week and, and especially the game. He was my number one player, regardless of position at that senior bowl. And so I cannot speak uh, glowingly enough about that pick. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, you said you'd love him in the second round. Of course, your friend asked you regardless of round. And then you said you'd like him in the second round, but t- 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 tell me, uh, 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 where did you? Where would you have been comfortable? What number pick would you have been comfortable taking that? Um, probably trading up to about 38, 37, 38, yeah. early second round. All right, that it wouldn't have that wouldn't have destroyed me, but I would have figured it for a reach there. I I, I liked I liked their chance to have him drop a little bit from forty five. So. Jason, and I diverged a little bit on that, but you sound to be more in the middle in terms of uh, of your valuation of him. Um, I think a good point from Troy here, one of our good friends on Twitter and of the show. The punter we got has an amazing fifty three percent rate inside the ten. Fifty three percent of his punts die inside the ten. So obviously, there's some. All right, where is he punting from? And there could be it could be a just misleading stat, but that number is so high that. Uh, there's there's some there's some teeth to that pick. That's even if it's if inside the ten, I don't care if he's punting from the thirty five. That's still fantastic. Yeah, uh, that's really hard to do. All right. Someone on Twitter mentioned DK Metcalf for us. Any thoughts on that? If we could pull it off, I'd love it. Um, so most of the craziness this NFL offseason seems to be centered around the wide receiver position. And um, NFL teams appear to be struggling trying to figure out what the market is going to adjust to. Um, not to mention, 
uh, all these receivers from 2019 appear to have the same agent. And this agent appears to have the same strategy for all of them, which is to get them traded to the team that will pay them the most money. And this includes Hollywood Brown. Um, so I would like to see DK. I really would. I would like to see Terry McLaurin, who I've, I've seen that name as well floated around. Um, but it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, in this case, the Ravens are going to have to pony up the money. Will we're we're going to have to have a talk. Pay a wide receiver? We're going to have to have a talk about this as this goes on, because this becomes a franchise building uh, question. And it may be if you don't want to pay wide receivers, just keep drafting them because yeah. it doesn't you, you're better off paying the draft capital than the dollar amount. And I, I don't I really don't see it in terms of the dollar amount for a lot of the contracts we've seen this offseason. They're, they're ridiculous. And when you lop on, you know, the Ty Tyreek Hill money with what they had to trade to get Tyreek, there's no way it would have done in a million years. Would not have made that move in a million years. Okay, so I agree with you. The keep drafting them, but you got to You can't wait to. You can't draft them in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. You got to get one first, or second, third, and next year maybe one first, second, or third. You can't just put all put them all on the back end. You got to have some stars in there for them at least for that rookie contract. Okay, so I want to tie everybody's thoughts in together along with what I'm seeing in the in the board, which was a question of why I keep mentioning going back to Odell Beckham. Number one. It's the salary thing. He is not going to break your bank. As a matter of fact, he's not going to be here for the start of the regular season. Number two, he is a veteran with high upside. So there's no receiver in this draft that is anywhere close to the skill level that you get with Odell Beckham. So you get yourself a veteran. You get yourself where you can see what you got with Prochet, Duvernay, Wallace at the beginning of the year and allow a potential superstar to work his way in on a one-year deal that's not going to cripple your fan, your, your, uh, your salary cap. So you get the experience, you get the upside and you don't have to pay the price. That's why, uh, as someone asked in the comments, why I keep bringing him up. What's your number on OBJ? What, what is your, th that's the only thing that matters here. Cause I agree. He could help the team. What's, what's your actual number you're willing to pay for OBJ? How much cap are you willing to eat in 2022 or, or, you know, put on the credit card for future years? to have Odell Beckham around in, in 2022. Billy Zappi of New England. Sorry, just picked him. No, up. yeah, that's good. That's quarterback there. So, um, yeah, Ken, I'm looking at somewhere where when it's all said and done, it's only going to cost us about $3 million towards the cap. Okay, I could do that. And how, how many games are we getting for that? T 10 games? We're going to get, we're gonna get uh, you know, I was going to say eight. I was going to okay. say eight games uh, and then plus the playoffs, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, eight games in the playoffs. So um, that's where thank you for allowing me. I know I, I kept having questions. I kept seeing them in the thing about why I keep saying Odell Beckham. But to me, that's the perfect marriage of it's not killing your cat. It still gives you the vet in the room. You have someone that's going to be playing for yet another uh, contract, mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. And there's nobody in the draft that's close to his. Uh, close to his and level. and my, from my point of view, he's personally one of my favorite receivers ever, despite what people think of him and his antics. He is a go-getter of the football. And if you don't have like a deep pinpoint QB where, you know, because Lamar has thrown a run a lot sometimes and the ball just is in the area, he will go get that song gun. Go ahead, JW. I do not equate uh, Odell Beckham Jr. with someone like Antonio Brown. I think he's far, far, far less of a problem. And um, I'm kind of on board with, with uh, Jason's line of thinking here. 
is is there a risk that Odell Beckham becomes the worst version of Odell Beckham by coming to Baltimore and having the offense be extremely run oriented? And by the way, Shukchal yes. has a question I think relates to this yes. closely. We 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 all agree then I think the, the, there is a risk involved. Uh, yeah. I I don't know what you do about that. I, I you know could could there could a clause be added to the contract that you're not allowed to make negative social media con uh, uh, comments about uh, uh, you know about the team's offense? I think the only way you can not have those comments is to have a coordinator that's willing to adapt or have a new coordinator. Okay, so so here's the thing, Coach. I, I the Ravens have a historically successful offense mm-hmm. in, in 2019 and 20. If this thing is Dobbins going for 1,500 yards, that's not going to happen. But they could have two guys go for 800 yards, another guy go for 400 yards, and Lamar Jackson go for 900 yards, and they could set the all-time record again for rushing in a season. And I think that, you know, if that's happening and a receiver is unhappy on my team, I'm really unhappy with that receiver's unhappiness. It's time to shut the fuck up and, and block. That's what it, that's, the, that's the time of day Whew. when that happens. I strongly disagree. Because right. you're not going to get that without somebody that can take it over the top. You're not what, what, out what again. About the the NFL, Ravens? That's, that was then. They, the NFL adjusted. We won't, we're not going to have that type of success running those same exact plays. I wouldn't long, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I would expect a layered offense that Roman is allowed to adapt to in some ways. I mean, it, I, I would hope, you know, maybe if you're saying that Lamar had a historic season that year in terms of throwing the football, that might be something that I would be concerned about repeating. But uh, I mean, he didn't yeah. throw for a ton of yards that year, but he did throw for 36 TDs. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. offense that year was great. That was not, it was perfect. In, in all mm-hmm. the ways. The O-line was good. The running backs were good. Lamar did what he had to do in the passing game, you know, with screw-up receivers other than Andrews. Yeah. You know, Hollywood had a decent decent year, but he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And so I just – and I think the NFL, they did some things and did some studying to kind of not catch up, but to maybe slow it down. And we didn't adjust to their adjustment. And then when Lamar got hurt, there were – Things that were done in those games with the backup quarterback that I felt like we should have been doing with Lamar, and and we didn't. And then there was stuff that we did. Oh, I'm sorry. Stuff that we did when Ricard got hurt that showed promise because Huntley is not very good. And then when Huntley, I mean, not when Huntley, when um, 42 came back, we went right back to the same stuff. So we we'll got to pick. Let's for, for starters. Let's let's uh, come back to this this during the off season. But I'd love to have a discussion with you about that, Coach, in terms of, of whether philosophically they can go back to 2019 or not. Okay, so the Ravens pick is in. Who is who is at 138? I might have missed it. Calvin Calvin, Calvin Austin Calvin went to the Austin. Steelers. So uh, Isaiah yeah, Likely, a second tight end, goes to the Ravens at there number 139. There you go. Wow, doubling up at tight end. We called it. Well, <laughs> this is exactly what we talked about, right? He's a receiver. He is. I, I haven't watched much of Likely. Two receiving tight ends. I, I looked on – we was having our conversation. I looked up and saw Kevin Austin, and I saw Ravens at the bottom. I was like, okay, finally. And then I <laughs> saw the still. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ravens are going to have problems with we that got guy. A good one. When I say we got a good one, it wasn't about tight end. It was about uh, Kevin Austin. Yeah, Ravens are going to have problems with that. up on receivers, boy. The Steelers are loading up on receivers. He was my favorite receiver left. I didn't think he was the best fit for the Ravens, but, man, I don't like seeing him go to the Steelers at all. Yeah, he can go. 
Okay, so likely the number five tight end on my board, and, and I want to hear where he is on yours, uh, Jason, as well. But uh, 6'5", 245, uh, he's really a uh, inline and Y tight end and not a moving chess piece. He's a guy who wants to run routes, has a little bit of wiggle at the top of his routes. Uh, I thought he tracked the ball very well, Jason. I don't know what you saw on that. Arms are a little short for his height, but he is a uh, you know a reasonably sized tight end at 6'5", you know, on the, on the probably the slight upper end. Um, big match, big mismatch in the Sun Belt, and I'm watching a lot of highlights when I'm watching the Sun Belt. So, mm-hmm. not every play necessarily, uh, but uh, anyway, what did you think? Yeah, I had him in the uh, in the blue section, uh, number 95 on my list as a day three value. So, you know, the value matches up with what I liked. Uh, not sure why they would double up with two tight ends, but I think the, the reasoning for that is that they're two different players. Kolar, like I said, I don't think he can be trusted to block in line. I think he is a, a flexed out tight end and likely is a guy that if you bring in, he is big enough, stocky enough to block in line, something that he needs to work on, but he also has the ability to stretch the seam. He has the ability, like uh, we talked about with Chig, Aquanco from uh, Maryland, where if you give likely a little pass in the flat, he can make a guy miss and run a guy over, uh, ball forward for extra yards. So I like the flexibility of likely. Uh, I didn't see a double up on tight end. I thought that a double up on corner or a double up on edge would have been uh, where I had that. But uh, but yeah, Isaiah likely in in a vacuum. Isaiah likely at pick one thirty nine. Great pick, great value for the Ravens. I think I had him as like tight end number five on my list. Uh, I can too. double check that now. Uh, likely was one, two, three, four, five, number six. So I had him behind Woods. I, I want to give everybody a chance to, to to talk about likely here and make sure we get to this. But pick number 140 is in for Green Bay, and that's Zach Tom of Wake Forest. He was a guy that I really liked, but he has to move to center. He just doesn't have the right arm length for, for playing other positions. He has, he has all of the mobility you want in a center, getting to level two, leading screens, all of that. And I looked at, at him and Linderbaum and – if I had the choice between Linderbaum at 25 and Zach Tom at 140 to be my next center, I think I take Zach Tom at 140. I like that value better. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to where I was on day one when I showed my frustration. And I, I just have to clarify that again, it's has nothing to do with Tyler Linderbaum. I think it's a safe pick. I think he's a good player. I think he makes a pro bowl. I do. I think he makes a pro bowl for the Ravens on his first contract. It's just the fact that you have a guy like Zach Tom, uh, Dylan Parham, Cole Strange, who was uh, picked really early. Yeah. Cam Jurgens, uh, and he I'm was missing... picked really early. And and Luke Fortner was picked. Luke really Fortner. Early. That, yeah. That made that pick look better after the fact. That that the value mm-hmm. of twenty five looked better. The Ravens pick at one forty one is in here, guys. I'm sorry to dominate this right now, but we'll just we'll wait on this, and then we'll 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 talk about these last two picks. It's our turn, buddy. It's our turn. Let's get it. Uh, they're at commercial. So uh, anyway, let's, receiver. Let's have... JW, let's hear from you on the uh, the the, the uh, Isaiah Likely pick first. Oh, um, I don't have much. I don't have much to add. Um, I talked about my concerns about Boyle, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> there's a chance that he's too messed up and he's not going to be the Boyle of old. And we've talked about the problems with lack of depth wide receiver and you can cover that up a little bit with uh receiving tight ends and they got two of them two very good receiving tight end prospects you may see some one wide receiver sets with just bateman what, out there 
uh, Coach, what do you think about about addressing the wide receiver need with tight ends at all here? Um, I I think we're going to like he just said we're going to see a lot of three receiver sets, a lot of moving stuff, and they're going to hope for the type of numbers that you you reeled off earlier, maybe like eight hundred from both running backs, maybe seven from Lamar, maybe two or three from whoever the third running back is, and try to pound people in submission and get over the top with uh, Andrews and and um and uh, Bateman. Use a hope, use Hollywood, I'm hoping, sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm hoping for Khalil Shakir here. He's like the last guy, maybe Bo Melton, that I really think could contribute. Yeah, but receiver. Not in the way. I'm, I'm sorry, receiver wise, I really lost faith in. I mean, even if they go get Justin Ross, it is what it is right now. I I get the message. I, I now get the message. Yeah. You know, I kind of, you know, not to sound like this coach, I kind of had that feeling, the message, you know, just when Greg Roman was resigned that that's where uh, uh, retained that that's a action we were going to go. A guy I want to throw out there again is the kid from Notre Dame. Uh, we have a pick and he is off the board. So there you go off my board. There's your slot corner though. Demarion Williams at five ten and a quarter and a four fifty three forty. And I know nothing about him other than what we've got on the board right now. So I'm gonna have to go look. Me neither. Kid from Houston, it looks like off the radar. So they go back to Tyus Bowser school. But uh theoretically, if he is a good slot corner who can contribute, I like that move, even though I don't know anything about the guy. So um you can't study everybody, but yeah. uh could definitely have to go back and study film on this guy, see what kind of tackler he is, what kind of downhill player. Um, apparently the 453-40 had some sort of a hamstring problem that he ran once and it might have gotten injured during the run. So that might not be you know, really where he is. Got very short arms, uh, under 30 inches. So the Ravens like something about him. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to watch him and, and, uh, and see what it is they like. Just gonna have to give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess. I don't, I don't like to pick with some of the other corners that are on the board. So no second edge the whole draft. Boy, this, this, this—they're not really helping their case in the re-signing of Lamar. No, that's the big elephant in the room. There, they're not helping their case. And, and, and we've gotten great value in this draft. Don't get me wrong. We got great value. But my, my concern is keeping the one guy on the team that we can't do without. And they're not making a, a case for that. I'm, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really disappointed that they didn't get much to help. I mean, they got they protect. They built a wall. We did complain about building the wall and that we they, they did that. So it's not all loss, but they I think they're banking on him being Superman too much. You know what, Coach? And I think that there's some real validity to that. I mean, I'm even hearing from my wife who's out of town. Um, what are we doing for Lamar? Why Hollywood's gone? Who do we replace him with? I really think, though, Coach, and maybe this is just me being naively optimistic, but I think they're looking for a vet in that room. I really do. I don't think they want to add another young guy to the plethora of young guys they have there. Mm-hmm. I think that it's very possible that one move can change that entire attitude, Coach. You know what I mean? Like. 
You go ahead and you get yourself a, a good veteran receiver, somebody that people look at on the same level as Hollywood. Then all of a sudden this draft looks great. You know what I mean? And, and so honestly, to me, that's one of two guys. And yeah, you know, y'all may agree or disagree, but I know we agree with the Beckham part. And the other one to me is Julio. Julio don't have to play no ton of snaps. He can he can kind of let the young guys play early in the season and ramp him up toward that 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 stretch run in the playoffs. I could see that too. He probably wants to win too, coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done everything he got else. All the accolades, right? He's you got put a ton a, of money, right? You put a Super Bowl champion by his name, and all of a sudden he's uh, you know, pushing out maybe headed to uh, yes, yes. All right, guys. It's been a ton of fun here doing this with you again. And, and uh, boy, I look forward to this. Uh, all three days have been a ton of fun. I want to do it again next year. Uh, folks out there, uh, if you would do us a favor, hit like and subscribe just so uh, uh, we get a little love from the from the channel here. We're not making any money on this, but we, we, we do want to be connected to uh, our other work that's being done. And uh, really appreciate you joining us. Some great questions, some great comments uh, uh, from the people in uh, – in the comments section, uh, all our all the panelists here. Uh, it was great having you on, Jason. You know, you've been here all three days with me. Same with you, Coach. Uh, JW, thanks for coming in today. And Alec, uh, really appreciate all the trade analysis, particularly on day one there. That was a complex day. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Ken and thank you to the guys, uh, everybody that joined us, especially Coach, who's been here with us the whole time. Um, please support Coach's channel, Sip to Tally, on YouTube. Great breakdowns. Please, please feel free to support my channel at Huddle It Up Films, uh, Huddle It Up Films on YouTube, and reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, you know, all the great uh, interaction we had, which we had someone dedicated to it, where I wish I could have paid more attention to it. So I apologize if I let anybody else uh, down out there, but I do love interacting with you all and the football family. So uh, just nothing but good things to say from top to bottom. Let's keep this going. Let's interact. I can't wait to see Coach break down some some of these uh, prospects. And uh, he said yesterday that he's going to focus in on Tyler Linderbaum in a power gap when power gap runs. So let's see how he fits into the system. Let's see him on some running plays that the Ravens may run. Um, so make sure you pay attention, go over and subscribe to coach's channel and support that man for all the work he does for us. Coach, I'll, I'll be looking forward to doing a breakdown with you on Linderbaum would come Monday or Tuesday. When did we agree? I've got, I've got it on my schedule, but uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I got some clips. I'm gonna start uh you know pulling them off later on today. Um, Hamilton will be up first, probably mm-hmm. sometime tonight, and then I'm me and you gonna get with Linda Baum, and then we just go in the draft order. The guy, All the right. way we picked them, is the way I'll try to try to get them out. Sounds good. That'll that'll be something to look forward to. Again, sip to tally. Uh, make sure you you take a look at his YouTube channel and and subscribe there. Uh, hit me up on film study, film study, Baltimore.com and at film study Ravens on Twitter. And uh, uh, if you have an idea for a show, I love to have people on. It's kind of almost like an open mic concept. I really want to hear from you. Uh, if you have analysis, that's great. If you just have a, a thought about franchises should be built or whatnot. I love that kind of topic too. And chew the fat on that. Uh, DMS are open. Contact me that way. <laughs> uh, Alec, uh, you're starting a rebranded thing pretty soon here. About that? Oh, it's a big leak. Big leak. Yeah, but it's coming soon. Okay, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, probably next month. It sound like you're there watching the bride get dressed or something. Do they, they let you in the room for that? No, no, they're just catching up. I don't like okay.
Poor Alec. I don't know why you just laid there, bro. And uh, I would have went outside, man. I just would have went outside. That sounds like a too much it's responsibility. <laughs> I would have stood in the rain before I would listen to women talk about a wedding dress for four hours, man. You guys, you're a trooper, sir. You're a trooper. GW, you can see he's at 25 underscore nuggets on Twitter. Uh, he's on the RSR boards, I know, as well. So lots of places to, to talk football with him. Anything else to, to plug, JW, while you're here? Um, not sports related. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm good to go. Thanks for, uh, having me for, uh, uh, kind of a impromptu, uh, tag along for this, right. uh, exciting round four. Appreciate having you and, and, uh, everybody here, lots of love to everybody. And, uh, we'll see you next year for the same, same kind of setup. Take it easy guys. Love you guys. Football's family. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.